93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, 16th February. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two suspects turned themselves in after a Super Bowl block party turned into a destructive rampage near Temple University. Two of the nine suspects wanted in connection with the incident last Sunday have surrendered to police. 21-year-old Nicholas Faraglia of Clifton Heights and 23-year-old Edward Pierce of Alden are both facing charges of criminal mischief, riot, and other related offenses. Police say... Is that both of both case? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Police say the suspects were involved in flipping a car on the 1700 block of Arlington Street while a massive crowd filled the street. Richard Pierce's car was also damaged during the unruly incident. He says someone smashed his windshield, door handles, and rearview mirrors uh, during the chaos. uh, Since the destruction, the Temple community and nearby neighbors have stepped up to raise money for Pierce to get car repairs that he needs. Their goal was $1,000. They raised $11,000 at Temple University. City senior Matthew uh, Giovanni. Yeah, I saw the the guy on on the news this morning talking. Who was he's like he's like this is our neighbor. We yeah. don't want this crap to happen exactly. to this guy. Exactly. And they also said they didn't expect they were going to get this yeah. much response. Yeah. You know, uh, Pierce, who is also a Temple alum, says that the support is touching and has brought him to tears. Police are still looking to identify several other suspects. Anyone with information about anyone in this in the video uh, is asked to call police. You can call two one five six eight six tips. A Delaware State Trooper was injured during a car crash into his vehicle while he was assisting another driver. It happened just after midnight Thursday at the intersection of East Green Valley Circle and Capitol Trail in Newark. Police say the trooper pulled over to help a driver of a disabled vehicle on the side of the road. Uh, that's when the driver of a sedan ran into the back of the trooper's, uh, trooper's cruiser. Both the trooper and the sedan driver were taken to the hospital, but for life, uh, non-life-threatening injuries, they are expected to be okay. The driver of the disabled vehicle was not injured. If you stopped by the Speedway gas station on Shelton Avenue in Germantown in the last 24 hours, chances are you heard opera music <laughs> blasting through their speakers. Is this near you, Steve? Uh, give me the Sheltenham Avenue in Germantown? Uh, yeah, yeah, near-ish. Okay, the opera music can be faint or quite loud at times. They say it varies, according to neighbors who live a block away. Uh, the neighbor said he first heard it around 6 o'clock on Tuesday initially. He thought it was one of the churches nearby, but that wasn't the case. Although the gas station wouldn't comment on the matter, the neighbor said the opera music is being used as a tactic by gas stations across the country to deter homeless people from loitering. This does make sense because Pavarotti used to work uh, changing oil at a snow. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. People don't know that. Yeah, that's part of the history. Now, this, this has been going on. Places try this from time yeah. to time, and it uh, and sometimes yeah, it works. Yes. I prefer this over um, in San Francisco. They were just straight up spraying people with hoses. Well, know, that was right. one dude. That was yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah. on the side. Yeah. But uh, but they they as well have employed uh, obnoxious music, what yeah. they consider obnoxious, unless you get that uh, homeless community that's totally into well, opera. So there was one guy. So so it is clearing people out, but there was one guy who was there who was yeah. asking to pump gas, and he <laughs> said he finds the music soothing. There you go. <laughs> well, listen, you may pick up an appreciation Absolutely. for it over time, to be honest. I mean, listen, I, I've, I've made no bones about that I... I do not care for country music, but there was a short amount of time that I worked for a country radio station early in my career, and I started to like yeah, it yeah. after a while, you know? Listen, now that we, we had the uh, the opera singers in here a while ago, now that we find out that they'll subtitle 
the performances on a screen, yeah. I might start checking into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Customers who live close by say it's not the homeless they need to worry about. It's the shootings, guns, and other violence. The gas station has signs that state no loitering. There are also signs at the pumps that say, in part, due to safety concerns and increased complaints, we cannot allow loiterers or panhandlers to pump gas. See, what they really need to do is yeah. the Siberian throat signal. Oh, that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, for however long you would sit there listening to that, I can see, I couldn't see very many people growing in appreciation of that style of music. Are you looking for it? Yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Here's the part where they clear out. Everybody. Get a baby now. <laughs> oh, it goes on like that. Employees at the gas In station. In Siberia, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Employees at the gas station declined to comment on the matter. In sports this morning. The Sixers beat the Cavaliers 118-112 last night in South Philly. Joel Joel Embiid scored 29 points, including his 10,000th of his career. James Harden added 19 points and 12 assists. Anthony Melton scored 18 points, and Tyrese Maxey had 16. The Sixers entered the All-Star break in third place in the Eastern Conference, three games behind the Boston Celtics for first. They don't play again until next Thursday when they'll host the Memphis Grizzlies. Joel Embiid said on Wednesday that he's not sure if he'll play in Sunday's NBA All-Star game, citing his health. Embiid has been dealing with foot issues all season. He had a bout with plantar fasciitis over the summer. He missed four games in November after sustaining a left midfoot sprain. He has since missed three consecutive games in early January and one on January 21st with left foot soreness. And after a few days off, the Flyers return to the ice tonight to start a four-game road trip out west with the game against the Kraken in Seattle. The puck will drop tonight at 10 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks so much, Kath. Welcome to Thursday morning, President Steve's show. Uh, and we do have a few things to get to. we got some giveaways. Uh, you know what? I should give away some of these right now because we have a uh, screening of Cocaine Bear. Yes. And it is coming up next Wednesday at uh, the PFS East. <laughs> it's true, based on a true story. It is based on... We've, we've actually yes. talked about it. I yeah. think I'd, I've had it in either the Historian or the Bizarre File or something or the other before. <gasps> the Cocaine Bear. This bear got into a, a, a stash of, of cocaine that was left out in the woods, and he kept going back for it, and uh, he was he was a cokehead. Uh, and it was this Ray Liotta's last Ray Liotta's last movie uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, so I tell you what, let's take. Um, if you want to go see Cocaine Bear, we'll take the first three <laughs> callers right now. Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll put you on the list. It's rated R, uh, and it says the, the the tag on this is get in line. <laughs> Like line of cocaine, uh, yeah. uh, February twenty fourth. So, a good one. yeah, right, yeah. I'm sure you like that. All right, so let's uh, set you up. And we have some other things to give away throughout the course of the morning. We have a guest on the show in our studio today, Robert Irvine. Yeah, hey. here. And the reason Robert is in is he has a new book. It is called Overcoming Impossible, and it's essentially a motivational book to help you uh, get some 
uh, forward momentum in your projects and businesses. Yeah, all of that. How to, uh, how to organize people. This is a nice rave review from Gary Sinise. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So we will talk to Robert in the 9 o'clock hour, and uh, he'll give us some insight into this book and uh, find out what else is going on. He's always got a thousand things going on. Well, he has that new Crock-Pot series that he's working on. <laughs> yeah. Casey's going to write the forward for yeah. you. Exactly. All right, so with that, we're going to take a break, come back in a second in the entertainment uh, newsman, Raquel Welch died. I know. That's sad. Very sad. I'll have to tell you what I did to a pillow that had her image on it. I will. I I just hang in there, folks. We'll have that story when we get back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we'll give away for the stupid question this morning, $50 Metro Diner dining card. And the question that I will pose to you is, Gordon Parks uh, was not only the first black photographer for Life magazine, but he also directed the movie that created the black exploitation genre. What movie did he direct? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Again, his name is Gordon Parks, first black photographer for Life magazine and kind of started the black exploitation genre by directing what film? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer. Uh, today is the sixteenth day of February. Some birthdays to mention. We'll start with Lavar Burton, turning a year older. Jordy LaForge. Yep. Kunta Kente from Roots. That's right. You remember and, when that? Oh, I remember when that all premiered, and he. I think he was just out of college oh, and okay. landed that role. Huge yeah. role. Yeah, that was you. You could not escape Roots. It was just the biggest thing in television. I mean, time. that's huge. When you routinely get numbers like 50, 60 million people yeah. watching a show. Yep, it was great. Um, and also reading Rainbow. Yes, I can go twice as high. And he even took a, a quick shot on Jeopardy. They gave him a shot. He really desperately wanted it. He, he I, I, we, I think we all saw his. Running it, he did okay. But he did he, okay. Yeah, I yeah. think he even admitted that yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't quite right for it. But I think he said his wife said he was right. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he is uh, 66 years old today, Lavar Burton. Uh, it's Ice T's birthday as well. Yep. Law and Order SVU. If you would have told me in the uh, early 1990s that that guy would have a, a, a this lengthy of a television career, I would have said no way. Well, consider this: there are more people who know him now, probably for his portrayal of a police detective yeah. than his earlier days in music. But his uh, when he hit, as far as uh, on the, the rap music scene, yes. he was a badass, man. Right. He, was like a, he, he was like a scary dude. And he now was... he's doing amusing commercials with oh. Lemonade. Yes, he, he is. <laughs> Ice-T 65 today. Uh, speaking of scary dudes, John McEnroe has yeah. his birthday. He's 64. I was telling uh, Nick and Casey a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's a documentary, I think it came out on HBO last year. Yes, yeah, it was, was good. Uh, really, really good. Yeah. Um, and he he was, yeah, the a- anger issues, man. Big, I saw him play live. I big mean, time, did you? Yeah, I saw him at the, at the U.S. Uh, Open? U.S. Open in Forest Hills, and... Uh, he was a great player, man. There's Boy, no choice was, about it. Yeah, he was something else. He was he was number one, four-time number one ranked tennis player. Uh, 64 years old today. Uh, Christopher Eccleston. Um, I'm not familiar with him. He, he played Doctor Who. Yes. There's um, a whole legion of people who played uh, sure. Doctor Who. Uh, gone in 60 seconds, Elizabeth and so on. But, uh, yeah, if you're in that Doctor Who uh, lineup, uh, then you're... Uh, Look at you got lots of fans. It looks really familiar. I have to look at his IMDb. He turns uh, 59 today. Um, and then we have um, uh, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran, who's 
in a bad way, unfortunately. Yeah. He's got stage a four. aggressive form of cancer. Again, like Steve said, it's stage four. What a great guitarist. What a great band. Uh, he was also the guitarist for the Power Station. I loved what the Power Station put out. Is, uh, he was in the band Robert Palmer. Yeah. Um, really great sound. Tony Thompson, fantastic yes. drummer. And uh, John Taylor uh, on bass. I yeah. mean, that was a powerhouse of a band. Uh, so Andy Taylor turns uh, 62 years old today. Hopefully he's doing okay. Are any of those guys related? They have the last name of Taylor. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I, I always had assumed that they were brothers, but Nick, I don't think that they were related. Andy Taylor and John Taylor. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I know that Elizabeth Taylor was their mom. Right. Elizabeth Taylor was yeah. their mother. Yeah. Right. And they are indeed right. and long they lost are, brothers. And any of them were actual tailors who uh, <laughs> I see. had a clothing yeah, wow. sense. business. So, okay. yeah. yeah, that's how they got the name. Yeah. 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 We'll call you Taylor. Yeah. So, Press, uh, there there were a couple of uh, MCU birthdays. Uh, and that guy, that one guy that was Doctor Who, he was in Thor, um, the, the Dark Thor? World. No, the, oh, the second one, he was Malekith. The, uh, man, the main bad the guy. The main bad dude? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the dark elf guy? Yeah. You know what? I, I did not know that. I know people just don't like that movie at all. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's okay. Right. I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah. People really beat that one up. I thought, I didn't think it was that bad. No, remember where it also fell in the in the list of movies? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of getting their footing. Yeah. But I thought it had some pretty cool scenes. I'm with you, Steve. Uh, so we also have, um, well, speaking of the MCU, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Wanda. So good. Maximoff, yes. I, all right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say WandaVision is still my favorite. I agree. Of the series. Of the TVs. Of the TVs. Yeah. I, I agree. That's the one that, that I could not wait to get to right. each new episode. Because you were, what's happening yeah. here? And it was it was so yeah. unique. Right. I mean, the, the the whole TV show premise thing was was wild. And, is it, and it slowly unfolded. Like, the first episode, like, had hardly any hint that this wasn't going anywhere else. And, and that was great. Yeah. And you would look for little things. And by the time it wrapped up. It was it was just heart wrenching. So she is thirty four years old today. Uh, it's also the weekend's birthday. Ah, she had a Super Bowl. He was a former Super Bowl halftime uh, performer. I hated his that performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was wearing that bizarre, uh, rubbery sort of thing, and it, it made me dizzy. Yeah, it was um, like a house of mirrors. Yeah. Um, okay. Which ones do you like? You always hate the Super Bowl performance. I um, no, 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 that's not true. Okay. I um, I loved the J Lo and Shakira. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, was it Katy Perry? She did one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I remember hers. You yeah, just hate men. I hate men. <laughs> I think that's it. No, I like. Here we go, Katy Perry. You guys didn't like uh, Springsteen. I know. I liked it. I thought you guys complained a little bit that he got a little too showy, and I didn't mind it. I thought it was really good. They, listen, uh, so they are Preston. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right. Step off. And by the way, yeah. you didn't see me. You didn't see me when I did. I went like this. I gave you like my chest. <laughs> so they're Preston. Yeah, they are. yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, want to go? The weekend is 33, and then the last birthday I saw is Mahershala Ali. Uh, movies like Green Book oh. and Hidden Figures. So good. And Steve, you said he's going to be the next Blade. He isn't. Now, that is a troubled movie production at this point. I think they replaced the director. I loved the original Blade. I loved the second one, directed by Guillermo del Toro. I know that he's a fan, so I hope they do right by him, because he's he's a great actor. Uh, so he oh, turns- he was also in... Um, he was the, the main nemesis in the first season of uh, Luke Cage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he turns uh, 49 today, Mahershala Ali. All right, let's see if we can get the answer to Super Question this morning. Gordon Park's not only the first black photographer for Life magazine, but he also directed the movie that created the black exploitation genre. 
What movie do we speak of? I will go to Andy. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Look that ass. Yes, yeah, look that ass. Okay. That's Andy. what we say in our faith. What was that from? That uh, was, I mistakenly said, uh, sent to somebody who I was, like, acquaintance <laughs> with. I, I, COVID, that COVID kicked my ass, but instead it changed the K to an L. So it licked it my ass. It my ass. Okay. Andy, well done. That's one you, of my favorite stories. Andy, you're already a winner. Good whether job, you, Whether you get this right or not. But do me a favor and tell me uh, what movie we're talking about here. Shaft. Yeah. Just talking about Shaft. Just hang look on. at that ass. Andy, hang on a second. You got yourself a $50 Metro Diner dining card, and you can kick mealtime traditions to the curb this year. Enjoy new hearty dishes like the Carnitas Scramble Bowl and the Metro Cristo, which is a sandwich stacked between two fried jelly donuts. A jelly donut? Topped with powdered sugar. And if you want info, you can visit Met- a jelly donut? Vet- MetroDiner.com for the information. Do you remember we had Richard Roundtree in the studio who played Shaft? I mean, yeah. I'm a massive fan of those those movies. Yeah. And, uh, it, and I brought it up. And he's like, oh, like he almost seemed like he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about then, Shaft. Then he, um, he, he relaxed. I don't want to talk about Shaft. Yeah, yeah. Just talk about Shaft. All right, so Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are now sporting ink dedicated to one another. Uh, so things must be good. Oh, yeah. I saw it yesterday. She posted it, the uh, picture of it. Yeah, she shared images of the fresh tattoos in a Valentine's Day post. Uh, the Marry Me star has an infinity symbol on her rib cage. And both of their names on it, uh, while Affleck is sporting a pair of intersecting arrows with their initials. Uh, he has a really uh, outlandish tattoo on his back. Remember, it's like um, it's a Phoenix. Phoenix. Or, or Phoenix. Yeah. So, um, and um, uh, this is uh, this is actually pretty good. How long one. before they have to get it covered up? Well, I think yeah. she she's made it known that she does not like it at all. Like she laughs about it. She's mocked him for this tattoo. No, I mean the, the oh, this one? these the oh, ones that they've got. Yeah, they got yeah. together. They should this have is... them removable. Yeah, this almost seals the deal that they'll break up. Yeah, That's right, usually exactly. the case. Yeah, so they should have they they got the skull sealer, right? Ah, uh, yeah. In honor of him and uh, Jeff. I apologize <laughs> to anyone who's been offended. By the way, by stop that for a second. Creation. I love his, his I apologize <laughs> at the beginning. I apologize, I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. Given your druthers, would you go with the philosopher of uh, evil or the skull sealer? Probably the skull sealer. Yeah. It, it's a cooler image, I think. Which, by the way, I remember somebody way back when we first started playing that clip to, found out what the skull sealer was. <laughs> Essentially, they they uh, seal up your, your ears, your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. Right. And oh, therefore, they have sealed your skull. Oh, I don't like that. There you go. No, Casey doesn't like that. No, no, it's it's not something most people opt to do. Uh, well, speaking of breakups, as we were before we got into the skull sealer, uh, Bam Margera's wife, Nicole, has filed for legal separation. According to documents, which Nicole filed with Los Angeles County Superior Court on Tuesday, uh, she's seeking legal and physical custody of their five-year-old son, Phoenix. Additionally, the documents cite irreconcilable differences as the cause. Uh, just judging by what I've been seeing on Instagram and what they've been posting, it seems like, Casey, and I don't know if you'd agree with this, that she's been giving it the college try. Yeah, you know what? Been, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, th- I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Sorry, Case. No, sorry. So, uh, Bam tied the knot with Nicole October 5th, 2013, and she states that the pair separated in September 2021. 
Uh, she's also seeking spousal support and requesting that the court terminate her estranged husband's ability to be awarded spousal support. As for their son, uh, while she's seeking sole custody, she's also asking the court grant ban visitation rights as long as they are at his expense and occur in Los Angeles County. He's... I mean, he dotes on his son, and he loves the kid, so that's good. I think, I don't know if it needs to be a case where he needs to go and do like a a year. He's done that. He's done that. Oh, he has to that level, a full year? And, and, you know, at this point, I don't know what it's going to take for him to, like, you know, want this. He's had near-death experiences. He's had everything crash down. How do you get through in this case, you either do or you don't. Yeah, yeah. And, it's up and, to him, and it, and it is up to you know it's where like they say the rubber meets the road. But like you know, I just uh, it, it you know it doesn't you know his his problems don't mean that he loves his son any less or yeah. you know, anything no. along those lines. I, I'm sure he he loves his son uh, more than anything in this world. But you know, unfortunately, he's a sick person, and uh, and this illness is taking him. And uh, you know, it's hopefully it doesn't end in a tragic way. Yes, but you know, like. We all know people that, you know, that unfortunately well, that, that, it just, it, it doesn't, all the, the love in the world doesn't matter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't, you know, and yeah, no. So they, they live in Los Angeles? That's like so. their primary home? Okay. Yeah. So if they want, yeah, she wants it to take place in Los Angeles County. Uh, his relationship uh, with the wife has been strained for years and the pair have publicly clashed as the former star has struggled with legal problems, serious addiction issues, and mental health crises as well. So uh, she's officially filed yeah. a divorce. Uh, this was sad news to see yesterday. Raquel Welch, actress, international sex symbol, Golden Globe winner, passed away. She was 82 years old. Her manager, Steve Sauer, confirmed and said that she passed away peacefully earlier earlier this morning. After a brief illness, I don't know what that illness was, but uh, apparently it came on pretty quickly. Uh, Sauer added that her career spanned over 50 years, starring in over 30 films and 50 television series and appearances. Uh, The Golden Globe winner in more recent years was involved in a very successful line of wigs as well. Leaves behind her two children, son Damon Welch and her daughter Tani Welch. Uh, She made her film debut in the mid-1960s with breakout roles. In 1966's Fantastic Voyage and One Million Years B.C. that same year. One Million Years B.C. was really the movie that just blew her over the top because she was wearing this sort of fur, you know, bikini. Mm -hmm. And that became a poster, which ended up on a pillow that I bought through a magazine. Yeah. And I laid down on that pillow in naughty ways. I'm sure you did. But I remember as a kid thinking, what is that? Andy Duf- I mean, I was, I was a young kid. Andy Dufresne used that poster to yes. cover up a hole in the yes. wall at Shawshank Prison, by the way. It was the last one, right? It was, it the, was the final one. Yeah, so he threw the rocks through that one. Yeah. Spoiler and, alert. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, Welch, uh, by the way, would go on to star in dozens of films, including 1973's uh, The Three Musketeers, which earned her a Golden Globe. She was very good. At, but you remember that movie? It was, I they, do. They, they were, they're, they're fun. They're sort of um, comical in a way. A lot of swashbuckling. The buckles are swashed. Yeah. Uh, she won uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. Uh, other titles under her belt included 100 Rifles, The Prince and the Pauper, Chairman of the Board, Blonde. Bedazzled. Uh, bedazzled, yeah. Was she in Bedazzled? Oh, the yes. original Bedazzled. Yeah, she's right? the seductress. Mm-hmm. She's the, uh, a lust. Uh, I loved her in the movie uh, Tortilla Soup. I love that movie. It's a, it's a great film, yeah. yeah. Uh, her final film role was in 2017's How to Be a Latin Lover. 
She was also memorably performed. She also memorably performed "I'm a Woman" with Cher back in 1975 on the Cher Show. They were through, showing clips of that on TV this morning. She also played herself uh, in a later season episode of Seinfeld. Yes, and it was hilarious. And she was like this raging bitch who would fight anyone, and like it was impossible to work with. So she was sort of lampooning herself. She, at she that was because Nick. She she admitted. I mean, yeah. she was. A, a, you don't. They're not that many of them these days that are that that classic, difficult to work with. I won't go on stage unless I did. There's a classic story of her, uh, some Broadway show or something. She threw a hissy fit and said she wouldn't yeah. go on stage unless they bought her twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry, yeah. which they did. So and she, yeah, uh, she was doing that in that episode of Seinfeld. And then there was uh, always the possibility of a cat fight, and she ended up beating up beating up Elaine <laughs> towards the end of the episode. It was a great episode. Yeah, no, she she did have her fun with it, but uh, yeah, she was also. Do you remember the? Um, uh, there was a movie that she was in with Bill Cosby called um, Mother, Mother Jugs, Jugs and Speed. And, yeah, I remember that. And then there was the one where she played the in the roller derby. Um, God, what is the name of that one? Uh, that was Kansas City Bomber. Yeah, yeah, where she and she she did the roller okay. derby stuff. Yeah. Uh, she became a pinup, obviously, after uh, one million years BC. But behind the glamour, the star who was born as Joe Raquel Tejada was a hardworking single mom whose career as a sex bomb helped her raise two kids after splitting uh, from her first husband in 1964. So she was a single mom. I remember reading some of the stories, you know, you if you think so there there you think there are a lot of eyes on Hollywood now and and trying to keep everybody above board and that's apparently not working. At the time she was coming up, the amount of scumbags and slime that was going on, oh yeah. Uh she had to put up with a lot. Uh, the actress whose book called Beyond the Cleavage became a bestseller, previously told People Magazine as she celebrated her 70th birthday in 2010. She said, I never thought life was going to give me something for nothing. Uh, born in Chicago to a Bolivian-born engineer and his American wife, uh, by age seven, she said she knew I wanted to be an actress. Uh, and she continued saying, my parents enrolled me in a theater program. You, you could uh, get away with some of the painfulness of real life. And I always had fights, uh, flights of fancy. Uh, crediting her resilience to her mom, Josephine, she added at the time, I've had a great life and it's not over yet, but unfortunately now well, she's yeah. passed. But that was, she uh, takes that back now. Uh, so sad news, and uh, but uh, what a great body work she left behind. Jeremy Renner is promoting his four-part Disney Plus series, Renovations, as he recovers from his uh, snowplow accident. Doesn't that blow your mind that you just said that sentence after this guy had a snowplow on his chest? Yeah, he gave fans a sneak peek on Instagram Tuesday and added the caption, Behind the scenes on Renovations, coming soon to Disney Plus around the world. We are queuing up now with Disney and Disney Plus to launch this amazing new show, more info to come. And he said, thank you for your patience while I'm in the shop now working on me. Uh, the series follows Renner as he travels the world to help communities reimagine unique purpose-built vehicles. And, uh, Casey, it's Renervations. I like it that they yeah. did that. Renervation. Florence Pugh, Pugh won't have a new man in her life, or I'm sorry, might have a new man in her Pugh. life. Oh. Uh, the Don't Worry Darling actress was seen walking hand-in-hand hand with Charlie Gooch Pugh. on Valentine's Day. So Gooch and Pugh. Gooch and Pugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember the Gooch from uh, Different Strokes? He was the big bully that you never saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently they were uh, wearing matching bands on their ring fingers. Uh-huh. Photos obtained by Page Six show the Oscar nominee, who split from her longtime boyfriend, Zach Braff, last year, smoking a cigarette and drinking a glass of wine 
with her rumored new beau. Uh, Gooch was first photographed with Pew in December when they uh, partied the night away after the British Fashion Awards. Uh, so the pair were smiling on their latest outing in London Tuesday as they cozied up outside a quaint garden pub. Kathy uh, Pew cut a casual figure in a gray sweater, loose black trousers, a gray bomber jacket, and black sneakers. Oh, so stylish. And she accessorized with white framed sunglasses and gold hoop earrings as she styled her highlighted tresses in loose waves. On trend. Her male companion opted for a gray hoodie, black jeans, a bright blue bomber jacket, and white high tops. I don't I don't like this guy with her. I don't no. think he, I don't think he uh looking at pictures of him, he looks he looks like a gooch. Uh, so, little is known about Gooch. One anonymous tipster said that he was a, an English normie who she went to school with in Oxford. However, that report Mr. Gooch is here. has uh, not been confirmed as of yet. So, we don't know anything about the Goocher yet. All right. Keanu Reeves recently told Wired Magazine that deep fakes and AI technology are scary. Whoa. Uh, the actor said that uh, he even added clauses to his contracts to make sure that his performance isn't altered. I've seen a number of Keanu deep fakes uh, where they're doing like his walk from, you know, his very uh, purposeful walk in John Wick. He has a certain gait and uh, you'll see like TikTok videos and stuff pop up where you have to say, is that him really doing this? Uh, he explained, I don't mind if someone takes a, a blink out during an edit uh, but early on, in the early 2000s, or it might have been the 90s, I had a performance changed. Uh, they added a tear to my face, and I was just like, huh? Whoa. Whoa? Whoa? And it was like, I don't even have to be here. That wasn't there. He added, uh, what's frustrating about that is you lose your agency. Uh, when you give a performance in a film, you know you're going to be edited, but you're participating in that. If you go into deep fake land, it has none of your points of view, and that's Scary. It's like taking the wrong pill, he says. Uh, here's a story about Post Malone. He's hooked up with Impractical Jokers. Uh, it all went down just a day before Post's two-night stint at Madison Square Garden on his headlining 12-carat toothache tour. Uh, the setup was simple. At the entrance of the lot, Post and Q acted as parking attendants, joking around with a handful of unsuspecting customers looking to pick up or drop off their cars. Murr and Sal were out of sight. They were a few floors up watching everything go down on a couple of monitors. And in one scenario, Post Malone and Q convince a couple of friends uh, that they stashed roadkill in their trunk of the car, uh, complete with an uber-realistic dead possum. Oh, I gotta see this. Uh, in another, Post brings out a couple's SUV after seemingly uh, smoking weed in it, hotboxing it, <laughs> filling it up with... Uh, with smoke. I didn't know that that's what you call that, hot boxing. Uh, so, boss, apparently a post says, boss, thanks for letting me smoke that up in there. Uh, and he steps out of the, the passenger seat and uh, coughing as smoke rushes out of the open doors. And then he tells uh, the people that need the car, he says, give it about five to ten if you guys don't want to get a contact on. <laughs> that's a guy I like to hang out with. Most, yeah, most he seems cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, actually uh, he's surprising in um, the breadth of his uh, talent. Like oh, he's for sure, and he's like a massive Nirvana fan, and uh, he's yeah. a great musician. He really is. Mm -hmm. By the way, to make matters worse, uh, the female car owner says that she is allergic to tobacco, and uh, Q says, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's not tobacco." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when this airs. Right. Uh, I think it's airing this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool that he's hooked up with them. 
Uh, let me see what else I have for you here. All right, this is pretty messed up. Uh, former MTV star Connor Smith is facing more legal trouble. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, yeah. Uh, but an arrest warrant has been issued for the Are You the One alum after he allegedly made arrangements to have sex with a minor. Uh, Smith, who is 32, is accused of communicating with an undercover detective online who was posing as a girl under the age of 15. This is the second time for him, right? That's correct. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, During their exchange, Smith allegedly sent sexually explicit images and videos of himself made arrangements to meet the girl for a sexual encounter. According to the press release, a reality star drove to meet the girl for an encounter on February 9th. Upon arrival, he was apprehended by detectives, but he fled in his vehicle. He got away. Uh, The next day, authorities issued a warrant for his arrest for three felonies. Uh, police said Smith indicated that he would surrender, but has yet to do so. And a judge has set bond at a million dollars after his arrest. Uh, this incident comes a little over a year after he was arrested in December 2021 for allegedly sexually assaulting a teenage girl. He was charged with four felonies in that. Um, he had appeared on season three of Are You the One in 2015, where he and the other contestants uh, tried to uncover their perfect match in order to win a million dollars. Yeah, I don't think we want to see his perfect match. Uh, No, that's pretty horrible. Uh, HBO Max's Velma only debuted a couple of weeks ago, and the updated Scooby-Doo tune is already facing criticism over a joke, uh, which apparently is in the first episode, uh, when Velma Dinkle, the main character in the adult animation series uh, about the origins of the future of the Mystery Incorporated gang encounters Fred Jones, he makes an excuse for not having remembered Velma. He said, I have a disease where I can't recognize people people who aren't hot. And he said, my doctor said it's basically sickle cell for rich people. And uh, Mindy Kaling's character, the voice of Elma, says, uh, is is it called rudeness? And Fred, who's voiced by Glenn Howerton, by the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, says, it is. You're like smart. Uh, but not many viewers were laughing about it because um, according to CDC, sickle cell disease is a group of inherited red blood cell disorders which affect the shape of the cells that carry oxygen throughout the body. As a result, the patients uh, face a uh, constant shortage of red blood cells, which can result in severe pain and other serious health complications. So they got some complaints about that. They've changed it to SIDS now, Preston. Oh, did oh they, yeah, they went okay. to something lighter yeah. than that? Uh, but by the way, the uh, uh, the the backlash isn't shows only challenge on uh, review aggregator uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Velma's earned a 42% based on 33 reviews. Uh, meanwhile, the show's audience score based on more than 10,000 viewer reviews sits at just 6%. Marissa watched it, right? Uh, yeah, she liked it. She yeah, like you it? thought it was fun, right, Marissa? Give it to Marissa. She yeah. likes it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like watching a comedy, like, or a comedy special. Like, it's, it, I, I mean, there's it humor for everybody. Okay. Yeah, I, I found it very entertaining. I All right, okay. Uh, let's see, uh, Casey, you're a huge Breaking Bad I am. fan, and so I, I wanted to mention this to you. A pair of the iconic underwear <laughs> worn by Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad is expected to auction for up to $5,000. Uh, Prop Store, leading entertainment huh. auctioning specialist, has listed the undergarments on its website. It's expected, uh, the buy, it's expected buying price is 2500 to $5,000. Starting price is twelve fifty. However, the pair listed is not the pair that Cranston's character Walter White wore oh. in the famous scene from the pilot episode or at any other point in the series. Rather, the underwear, excuse me, the underwear is one of the pairs on display in White's closet throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, the pair worn by White in the pilot already sold in two thousand thirteen for nearly ten grand. By the way, wow. so I'm on this prop, I, this prop store dot com. It's pretty cool, Preston. They have all. 
sorts of stuff. Some things appear to be up for auction, yep. and others are just outright purchasable. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, just walking past the house that mm-hmm. the that the Whites lived in, and actually having the car washed at the car wash yeah. that they own, like that was <laughs> you were freaking out. Yeah, that was great. Casey, my son is watching Breaking Bad now, uh, and we were I had we had dinner last night before the movie, and we were trying to. It's difficult sometimes to reconcile the timelines between Breaking Bad, which uh, uh, um, appeared is uh, before uh, was a TV show before Better Call Saul, but Better Call Saul takes place before. Breaking Bad for the most part. Right. And so reconciling those timelines and what happens when can be challenging after a while. Like when do the Salamanca show up and right. when does Gus show up and all those types of things. But it, both of those shows back to back are just incredible. Yeah. And, and also like the timeline of Breaking Bad itself, like, uh, you know, from the first episode to the last episode, like in what would you know be linear real time, isn't that much time. Right. Like, all of that stuff happens Within like two years max, but over maybe five even seasons, less. yeah. But over five seasons, yeah. you know, it took right. a long time to get there. Uh, so the filmmaker behind the sequel for the Joker has released the first image of Lady Gaga in the film, is believed to be playing the character of Harley Quinn. Todd Phillips shared the post to Instagram on Tuesday night, and it's a close up of Gaga's character cradling uh, Joaquin Phoenix's face. And he wrote alongside the post, "Happy Valentine's Day." <laughs> Uh, sparking rumors of a love affair between the pair in the follow-up to the 2019 hit. Uh, DC Comics fueled the rumor mill, posting in reply, love is in the air, question mark. I'll be curious to see um, this. Um, I, I did enjoy the, the, the first movie, but I, I have no desire to see it again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's gritty. It is gritty. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga also shared the images, uh, the image to Instagram with the caption, Folly Adieu. Uh, filming of the movie is currently underway in New York and Los Angeles, and expect- expectations are high after the first Joker film became one of the top-grossing films of all time in the DC Extended Universe. Uh, Phoenix also won Best Actor for his turn as Arthur Fleck. And she is writing, I think, a sequel to the song Shiloh oh, for yeah. this. So. Okay. Shiloh 2? <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Speaking of 2, uh, Peacock has renewed Poker Face for a second season. And Gaga. And Gaga, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true. Yes, you're right. Poker Face. Uh, on Wednesday, the streamer announced that the weekly mystery series starring Natasha Leone uh, will return for a second season. You guys are watching it, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's yeah. fun. It's not. Uh, it's not blow you away great, but it's a uh, you know it's, it's a fun ride. It's crime solving, and you know what? She's really cute. She's charismatic. The yeah, there's, there's something really likable about her character, and I I go back and forth on Natasha Leone, but I'm I'm really digging. Uh, this particular character. So uh, some of the premises are a little goofy, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's fun and big name stars in in this uh, show. Sure, cr- I mean cr- crime of the week, basically. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And uh, but I mean like uh, Adrian Brody's in the, and and Benjamin Bratt's in the first episode. Benjamin Bratt is is going to stay through the whole run. Nice. Uh, and there's some other big names that are in. Chloe Sevigny was in one of them. Uh, uh, Lil Ray, uh, Laurel Howard. Laurel, that's so it. Ryan Johnson's behind this. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's he's the director, a writer and director. I got to so. check it out. Then, yeah. you know, um, he loves us. He, he does love us. Uh, Andy Samberg's adult animated series Digman is rounding out its voice cast, and according to Variety, uh, Maya Rudolph, Daniel Radcliffe, and Jane Lynch are among the talent that will be joining the series. That's damn good. Yeah, it'll premiere March 22nd on Comedy Central. And then the last thing I'm going to mention, I think, this morning is uh, Caitlin Olsen is set to lead the ABC detective drama pilot based on a French series, HPI. And Variety reports that uh, Rob Thomas 
will serve as showrunner for that. Uh, so, so, Matchbox? No. no. I think it's a different yeah. guy. No, no. But you never know. I, I mean, know. he wasn't always sunny, right? He was yeah. yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah Maybe it's the same guy. I assumed that there was another funny. Rob Thomas. There might be. Interesting. Uh, right. but that, so that's cool that she's getting her, her yeah. teeth into something like that. She she's, can pull it off. She's awesome. She has a movie her. with uh, Woody Harrelson that's coming out soon, too, called Champions. Wow. And uh, they are lovers in that movie. Okay. All right, we're ready for clips here, gang. Star Trek Picard returns for a third season of traveling through the galaxy and fighting intergalactic crime. In this clip, Sir Patrick Stewart talks about how the show has evolved. My first scene, I didn't have a line to speak. I just had to walk along a corridor, two doors opened, and two people came out. And I looked, and one of them was Jonathan Frakes, and I looked at them, and then I walked on. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, So Star Trek Picard Season 3 is available now, and that's on Paramount+. Plus. He's got such a uh, a resonant voice. It's a a little uh, wobbly now, but it's still, he's still great. All right, next clip. Fox's new comedy, Animal Control, follows Joel McHale as a former cop turned animal control officer. Here, he explains the job. Animal Control is a show about the people that come to your house. If you've got uh, some sort of an animal situation, maybe a snake, could be a weasel, we will come and take it. They're hitting that hard in the Super Bowl. With Uh, the cougar? Yep, Animal Control (laughs) premieres tonight on Fox if you want to see that. And that's the entertainment report for today. Robert Irvine's stopping by today. He's got a book out. It's all about uh, helping you, motivating you uh, to be successful in your business, in your life. So we'll get him here around 9 o'clock this morning and have a little chit-chat with him, which should be pretty cool. Uh, in the meantime, we'll take a quick break, come back in a moment or two. And uh, we got a nice, bright sunshine. It's not going to last for long today because uh, we do have some rain expected throughout the course of the morning. So heads up on that. We're going to take a break and be right back. Stay with us. 3-3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. And MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. Starting Monday, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m at 8 p.m. If you know all four Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, uh, Nick will be at a Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic pre-party uh, tomorrow night, 8 to 10. And he's going to be at McGurk's. I love that place. I haven't been there yeah. a while. I remember back when it was the Bent Elbow. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but McGurk's in Fort Washington. And listen to this. So Nick will be there. And he's got your chance to win a VIP weekend for you and a guest at the Cardboard Classic. And here's what you get. Friday, March 3rd, uh, you get a two-nights hotel, a Midland tent rental for both days at Montage. Cool. You get VIP viewing access for the Cardboard Classic and all three concerts, Everclear, Lit, and Fuel, plus all-day lift tickets with rentals, snow tubing passes, and merch on top of that. That's friggin' awesome. And to be giving away lift tickets every 15 minutes. Shut your mouth. (laughs) 
Uh, and That's how you do it. They're also good for admission to the uh, the Mountain Fest uh, concerts. So that's pretty awesome, Nick. Yeah, and uh, two weeks from tomorrow is Cardboard Classic. I'm really excited. I'm I'm very excited to have it at Montage this year. You know, it's obviously our first time doing it. Um, and they are excited to have us come up. So uh, if you can tomorrow night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. at McGurk's, because uh, be a really good time and some awesome prizes. Yeah, and that Cardboard Classic, it's going to be this is a new experience for us. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna you know I'm I'm hoping knock on wood, and we have a lot of uh, amazing people that help make things like that uh, go over well but but I'm hoping for the best but it's going to be it's going to be get up there and see. Let's see what happens. You know yeah. what? We haven't been able to do it for years. Just that alone is awesome. I know there's like, we usually don't have any sort of, oh, I'm a, uh, how's it going to go? Because we know, yeah. but this is a new thing. But all of the extra things added to the experience just so terrific. It's exciting. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So uh, details, WMMR.com. In fact, you can Text the word cardboard to 39333 if you uh, want some of the details. All right. um, I got stories in and around our area. I think it's time to take a stroll down the street. He's pounding the street on those oh-so-kissable feet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the city beat. (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to start. Actually, we're going to start at the shore. And uh, I saw this story yesterday, and you guys all sent it to me as well. (laughs) Because this is just classic. and something... I mean, come on. We've all known about these boardwalk games, right? In fact, dare I say it's part of the charm knowing but, you're being played. But a Jersey Shore game operator who was caught over-inflating basketballs <laughs> and displaying prizes that were impossible to win yeah. has been banned from business for 10 years. Good. And fine $15,000 for violating the state's amusement games licensing law. I like that she's banned. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, uh, the games are already hard enough as it is, right? So that's the thing. These basketball games, the rims... Right when you're just looking at it, oh, they yeah. look like they're fine, but they're not. They're oblong. They're 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 more like oval shaped. It, it's just it's virtually somebody, impossible. Just let someone win the big teddy bear once in a while. Yeah. Like, come on. Now there's also the ones, Casey. I'm I'm assuming because you have some basketball rims that are that are low, and uh, but they also have the ones that are high up, and those things are like twelve feet up in the yeah, air. Yeah, they're not ten feet rims. Yeah, and and but like I also so there is one, and and by the way, the 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 shops at Maury's, they're fine and. And I guarantee you, all the shops at, at all the yeah. Maury Spears there, they are yeah. all above within board. code and above order, right? Because, right. you know, they, they know what they're doing over there. These these shady ones yeah. right. that are along the boardwalk, mm-hmm. I hate them, right? So, so the ones and, where their nuts are oh, hanging out of their shorts, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that was, that was a traveling carnival. That was carnival. a traveling carnival. That was in front I, of the I know, table. yeah. <laughs> but I saw this one thing happen, and it pissed me off so bad because I, I was watching. And so they had these... <laughs> You can win basketball jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. And if you make this this hoop, you you win a basketball jersey. But this person, what they'll do is they wait for you to shoot, and then they kind of casually walk in front of you. Oh, as you're, as, as you're about to shoot, and I'm like, guys, it's already difficult without you essentially playing defense, right? Do you right. know what I mean? Right. And, I, and I was like, that is shady as crap, man. So Christine Strothers is this person's name, and she received uh, seven licenses to operate basketball and quarterback challenge games on the boardwalks in Wildwood and North Wildwood last year. 
And inspectors found some basketballs had up to three times the amount of recommended air, according to Attorney General Matthew J. Platkin. Uh, the game operators are required to follow manufacturers' inflation recommendations. Failing to do so decreases a player's chance to win because basketballs may bounce off the backboard or rim unevenly. Yeah, and it's also a little bit dicey, Toosty, because um, I think they're preying upon kids, right? Yeah. So sometimes the parents are there handing the $10, but like a lot of the times it's some 13, 14-year-old kid whose mom or dad gave him like 30 bucks to go play on the boardwalk, and then they waste all 30 of their dollars thinking that they're going to be able yeah. to win. Yeah, I was always told, though, you know, you know yeah. these are always, I was always hip to the fact that they were shady. Even you at did like what 13, you did. Yeah. 12, 11 Even like, years old. Like the ring toss on the bottles and stuff like yeah. that or the ping pong ball into the... This isn't but, that. Yeah, this, is, this is similar. They're yeah. all sort of... They're all scamish. Yeah. By the way, the ring toss onto the uh, onto the bottle. Yeah. It's impossible. I mean, it's, a, it's just a, it's a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, it has to be a miraculous moment where. Right. But they give you a bucket, right? They give you a bucket. Yeah. Uh, like half the fun is just chucking the things onto the bottles. Oh. And you can take a handful of them yep. and you throw them all at once. And you have yeah. just as good a chance <laughs> as if you aim and yep. try to just do it perfectly. I Sometimes I'll take the entire bucket and just, and just throw it, it over. Just for the hell of it. You have the same amount of chance. I always look for the dude who will actually demonstrate that it can be done. The guy who's manning the booth, yeah. right? And that's always, oh, well, maybe I have a shot. So the. State's Legalized Games of Chance Control Commission has sought to crack down on overinflated basketballs in recent years. In 2021, all basketball game operators were informed that they would be fined if the balls were not inflated properly upon inspection. And here's another thing that this woman did. Uh, Struthers violated, violated regulations on displaying prizes. Yeah. One of her games showcased stuffed animals that could not be won... You like you have no chance to win, and on another occasion, she failed to display any prizes that could be won. Investigator said <laughs> uh, another time, an undercover investigator allegedly did not immediately receive uh, change after paying twenty dollars to play a quarterback challenge game, oh. and it had cost ten dollars. I remember that it was one of those um, uh, dart in the star or whatever the hell it is. It's one of those, you know, yeah, another impossible one. And I remember this particular booth person; they actually had a stereo. Up as a winnable oh, prize. Yeah, right. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I never have understood the, um, you know, do you have to win? You got to win two smalls to get a medium, and then right. you got to win two right. mediums to get a large. And uh, Look, I'm not going for a law degree here. How yeah. do I win the bear? Yeah. But I do like those ones, and, and they have them at Maury's, uh, where somebody wins every time, right? So, like, when you have, like, the, yeah. the water, you yeah. got to shoot the water gun through the little clown's, hole. Or the yeah. clown's mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody that is playing is going to win. There you right? go. Yep, winner every time. Yeah. Uh, Casey and I shot, uh, we, we uh, endorse uh, Maurice Piers, and we, we shot uh, some commercials there the past couple of years. And last year, the big, big hot ticket item was the seagull with the French fry in its mouth yeah. with the curlies. Sunny the seagull, I believe. Uh, and you, I think you could get that at the water game, uh, Casey. Yep, you could. And you could win a smaller one or a bigger one. You you won me a smaller one. I did. Oh, that's you gave it back. It's like the beginning of Three's Company. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, and you know what? Have you guys ever tried to uh, to purchase a stuffed animal from like they will they budge if you if you're like, I have look I'll give you 50 bucks for one of those you know my 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 kid really wants that or something uh only because I saw someone else purchase uh something huh. and, okay. and it was it was at a fireman's fair and it was um you okay. know so they they they're a little bit more charitable I think right, right. uh state inspectors by the way visit each of amusement game licensee at least once a year 
Uh, anyone who suspects an amusement game is in violation of state regulations can file a complaint online. The thing is, those games are fun. You know, all of them at some level. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. and even if you know it's stacked against you, like, for example, the, um, the, um, Knocking over the bottles with a softball. Yep. Yeah. You know? The softball's it's... actually light and the bottles are heavy. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's probably yeah. my favorite game to try. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been able to do it because you not only have to knock them over, you got to knock them off oh, yeah, yes. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just... it's You just have to land it perfectly for that to end up happening. Do you ever do the uh, sledgehammer on the pad and ring... Yeah, the bell. yeah, uh, I've strong, done that. Strong yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. They have one that I'm not going to try because I know how weak I am. But you can hang from a bar, and you got to try and hang from this bar for yep. the longest time. I've seen people doing that one, and I've never uh-huh. stopped to even find out what the objective is. The other one that seems pretty attainable is flicking the quarter onto the plates. Yes, but I've done that. I think I've actually at Adventureland in Long Island, Kathy. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, this place. I remember. That uh, was like I actually. That's why I used to love going back to New York. Was for, like, to go Adventure to Adventureland. It was one of these like small, quasi family fun centers. Yeah. Right? yeah. Was it Joe Dirt where he would go around and spray Pam on those uh, <laughs> on the plate? So it slide off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Right? All those all those little <laughs> scam tricks. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hang on a second here. I have uh, a call. This is uh, Mike wants to check in. Yo, Mike. Morning, buddy. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Hey, what's up, my so, man? I had a buddy of mine. His name's Eddie McConnell. He might be listening. So <laughs> Eddie's a combat Marine. All right. He, uh, he goes to the BB gun game where you have to shoot out the Red Star. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite arcade games. Only person I've ever heard of actually winning the game, right? So he yeah. knocked out the star. The guy doesn't believe him. He starts arguing with him. He goes, listen, there's not a piece of red fiber on the entire piece of paper. Yeah. 45-minute argument goes back and forth. Eventually, the guy calls the owner, I guess like that woman who owns the actual game. Yeah. And then eventually it got to the point where they just gave him a big giant teddy bear and were like, beat it. I mean, you have, you have a Marine <laughs> a marine telling you that they shot it. And that's the thing. And you're, you're, you're right, Mike. They will, they will contest. You know, they'll say they see red. And and there's no red. It, it's it's obviously let he should have just given the bear immediately. Let the guy go because yeah. you're creating more of a stink. And then there's people walking by. They're seeing someone argue, and they oh well, don't go there. This guy's clearly a prick. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> you, you gotta listen. It's a it's a freaking stuffed bear. Yeah, I mean, come on. And it's a, and they're crap. They're 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 not. Yeah. you're not getting like Vermont teddy bears, right? Right. You're getting you know something some some person being held captive in Indonesia. But this gal at uh, Wildwood Boardwalk has been banned for 10 years and fined $15,000. Banned from just Wildwood or all of New Jersey or all of the world? Uh, banned <laughs> from business for 10 years, fined $15,000 for violating the state's amusement games licensing law. So i got to believe right, it's in so New Jersey. Let's have her bring her stuff to our parking lot. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, going to yeah. see her up in Montauk next. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have those in Montauk? No. no. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's yeah, no, no boardwalk. Is there no, no boardwalk? No, yeah. no, no, no. It's yeah. not like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here in City Beat. I got some good stuff for you this morning. Uh, the Rittenhouse Hotel has earned a five-star rating for the first time. Yay! Uh, from the Forbes Travel Guide, joining the Four Seasons Hotel, Philadelphia, at Comcast Center, as the only city hotels to receive the prestigious mark this year. Yeah. Is that right on Rittenhouse Square, like across it the is. Rouge? It's uh, direct, almost directly across, a little bit to the left if you have your back to Rouge. Do we have an affair there? Uh, do we have a... Um... 
Uh, yes, we did. Um, the, it was the uh, Beasley. Yes, uh, our company had had an event there. It's a lovely hotel. It's beautiful. Rochelle and I did a did it a night in the city. Huh. Uh, years ago, it was for our anniversary. It was man when our kids were were babies at that point, <laughs> and we went and we we spent the night. We stayed at the, at the Rittenhouse, and our plan was uh, to go out and do stuff in the city. We stayed in our suite the whole night. Oh yeah, it was so nice. Sign of a good a good hotel. It was so wonderful, and we and we bucked up. You know, we yeah. wanted to get something nice, and we're like, "There's no way we're paying for this, <laughs> and not going to spend time right, yeah. here. Just go out in the city." So we ended up. They have an amazing restaurant there, which, by the way, is called La Croix, uh, and that received a four star rating as well. Uh, but we ended up just getting room service. Because there was a dining room table I love in our that. room and everything, and so we just stayed there. It was great. The Four Seasons and this yeah, are now the, the, the two um, multi-award winning. Five-star five star uh, from Forbes Travel Guide. All right. I've uh, done a few press conferences or, or press junkets at the Rittenhouse Hotel. Kathy and I met uh, Bruce Willis there uh, a decade ago. I did it for like, maybe the fourth Die Hard movie. And then he I loved did, us. He loved us, yeah. Hated and, the people who were with you. Correct. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Which in turn made him love Nick and I because yeah. we were polite. <laughs> yeah, we were with uh, some people who were less polite and asking about the, how much money Bruce had in the bank account. Okay. Uh, and then I, I did one for The Many Saints in Newark with uh, Michael Gandolfini. But... Um, uh, shoot, I was going to ask you about staying there, Preston. Did you do the whole weekend? Did... Uh, no, it was just an overnight okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Because if I am going to splurge like that, I like having two nights um, so that I can have the entire next day. You know, yeah. if, like if I don't want to go anywhere. And I got we, we all got a tour of the Four Seasons. Oh, my God. I haven't stayed there, uh, but, man, would I love to. Uh, it, we, that tour, that's... I mean that pool alone. Oh my God. That is up above the the the, the skyline of Philadelphia. It's a, it's in uh, one of those infinite pools. Yes, and it goes right up to the glass. It's uh, like ethereal. Yeah, and you're like 64 stories up or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, great views. So the 2023 Travel Guide also awarded a five star rating to uh, Jean George's restaurant located on the 59th floor of the Four Seasons for the first time. Uh, the Rittenhouse Hotel, which opened in 1989, received a four star rating last year. Uh, sits on the edge of Rittenhouse Square, offers scenic views of the city. Uh, it's within walking distance of the busiest shopping district. Yeah. Uh, Forbes wrote about the Rittenhouse. Uh, Philadelphia is a city of many stories, and a stay at the Rittenhouse reflects the area's multifaceted vibe. Historic and elegant, yet modern and full of life, with a central location that gives quick access to all the city sites, restaurants, and neighborhoods. Sitting on green-filled Rittenhouse Square, the hotel has a... Tony and Urban Locale. Okay, Tony and Tina. But inside, it feels <laughs> fresh and intimate. I would say, um, yeah. The, <laughs> my my line of thinking is always get the best, uh, you know, the best hotel you can if you're going on vacation. Only because for that very recent Preston, you said if anything, if so let's say the weather's crappy or whatever, if yeah. your hotel yeah. has all the amenities you're looking for, you'll still have a good time. I'm still waiting for Forbes. I have a cot in my detached. Garage and Forbes is supposed to rate that as well. Oh, nice. to swing yeah, by yeah. That. <laughs> uh, the travel guide noted that uh, renovations uh, the Rittenhouse Hotel underwent in 2013 and 2018, which added suites that overlooked uh, the square and gave the hotel's design a softer touch. Uh, Forbes inspectors gave high praise uh, to the hotel's library bar, uh, which serves small bites and craft cocktails. Patrons can sit on leather bar stools, enjoy the atmosphere, uh, and looking at the selection of vintage books and art. Uh, and the main restaurant, La Croix, received a four-star rating. It's been considered one of the best dining destinations in the city since it opened in 2003. There are residences within the Rittenhouse Hotel as well. You can buy condos there. Oh, and really? It, yeah, yeah, I just found one uh, that's um, one bedroom, one and a half bath. Uh, it's only $1.3 million. That's wow. a steal. That's yeah. not bad. Wow. Do they have washer-dryer? 
Does not say. Oh. Uh, by the way, the uh, the restaurant La Croix is best known for its weekend brunch. It means the Croix? Uh, Forbes, no, no, La is oh. part of. Oh, okay. Of how's Croix spelled? La, what's that? How's, how's Croix spelled? La Croix. La Croix. Like the, okay. like the so, beverage? Like, like yeah. the beverage. Yeah. L-A-C-R-O-I-X. Okay, so everybody I know calls that beverage La Croix. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Am I pronouncing it incorrectly? No, you're pronouncing it correctly. People so we're all pronouncing it wrong. Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. That means uh, the cross, by the way. So Forbes also <laughs> made note of the Rittenhouse Spa and Club, which includes full-service salon from uh, Paul uh, Lebrouquet. What's your story? Uh, who operates just three locations in the U.S., the 15,000-square-foot space which is part of the $12 million renovation project, is a big draw for travelers looking for a spa offering luxury skincare products. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's 116 rooms and suites. floating on clouds. Many of which include dressing rooms and large bathrooms. The third floor suites uh, have a private hallway entrance lined with Philly-themed books as well. So that's cool, man. That's a, that's a good spot for you. And if, if you want to do something special, uh, I, I think it's cool... Uh, going into, if, if you live outside of a city, going into that city for a, a weekend. Make it, you know, stay there. So you can check out the stuff you never get a chance to check out. Yeah. I agree. By the way, uh, four se- the Four Seasons earned a five-star rating uh, for the third consecutive year. It's also received a five-star rating, making the Four Seasons one of 14 hotels in the world that have five-star destinations for its hotel ser- service, restaurant, and spa. Uh, but uh, congratulations, the written. Yay! That's awesome. Good, Good for you guys. All right, what else we got here? Oh, City Beat is where we are, folks. Um, I thought this was pretty great. Now, we're, we're going to swing out west. We're going to go uh, north and west. We're going to go to Allentown. Okay. For this particular city. Um, and uh, there's an Allentown couple whose romance made headlines 40 years ago uh, before ending up on the silver screen. Their love story is memorialized in a basement gallery that they have. Tony Toto is the male in the couple, and he says, everything you see is a memory, and he and his wife, Frances, will celebrate uh, 57 years of marriage. Now, you're going to love hearing what story this is. All right. Uh, so Tony said, we've been blessed uh, that we had all these years. There was the one time when we had a rough time. And when Tony says they had a rough time, he's putting it mildly. The year was 1983. Tony and Francis had four kids and a pizza shop, and then Tony strayed from the marriage, and Francis found out what happened next is something uh, oh. out of a movie, and Hollywood thought so too. They I know. turned the Toto's troubles into a feature film called. Uh, what is the title? It's with Kevin Klein and uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, and um, I love you. To I love death. you, death. Yes, that was the movie. I didn't yeah. know that They're was based on a true story. Allentown. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. And uh, with Tracy Ullman. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie. Uh, Oh, my God, that scene is hilarious. Uh, While not everything in the movie is accurate, Francis did hire teenage hitmen to help try to kill Tony five times. Oh, my gosh. Including failed attempts to blow up his car and attack him with a baseball bat. And those are in the movie. They are. are. I I didn't realize that was... I, I thought it was suggested by, but that seems to be pretty much the story. I love that movie, uh, and I had no idea that it was from a, a true story. So William Hurt is very good in it as well. Uh, one night, uh, Francis put a bottle of sleeping pills in Tony's food, and then the hitmen shot him. That happens in the movie. Right. Tony said twice. 
one in the back of my head, what? and one of the bullets went through my chest. And Francis said, I don't think I was thinking straight. <laughs> it was like I was a, a, a love-hate kind of thing. And this is also in the movie yeah. as well. Because of the the pills, the sleeping pills that she had drugged him with, oh my Tony's system slowed down. He was in a daze. He said he didn't feel anything. And he would believe Francis when she told him he had the flu. This is all in the movie. What? After five days, the police found out about the plot and arrested Francis and the teenage hitmen as well. Uh, Tony spent 12 days in the hospital. Uh, the first thing he did when he was discharged was to bail his wife, Francis, out of jail. Well, that's a love story. Yeah. Uh, you know, you forgive each other. Wait, uh, and they so stay together? They are still together. 57 <laughs> years. What year did I Love You to Death come out? It was in the 90s, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? The yeah, 90s, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Uh, so uh, he had said, Tony said, uh, we both cry and we say to each other, you know, from now on, let's talk. That's <laughs> let's talk and let's communicate. Before better. I shoot you. Uh, he said something that we should have done before. So that was what was missing. Wow. Shot him twice, wow. tried to blow up the car, drugged him, <laughs> hit him with a baseball bat, all this stuff. Uh, and Tony and Francis said that tearful moment was a new beginning for their relationship and helped them stay on track, and they got counseling after that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But she had to pay for what she did. She spent four years in prison. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. a lot of that is illegal. I mean, can you... Uh... Can you live a happy life after that? Uh, they apparently have. I'll tell so. you what, that, as far as a litmus test goes, if you can survive that, you're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they talked on the phone every day. And then in 1990, there was a silver lining, their dark cloud. Uh, I love you to death at the theaters. And it was a big hit. Siskel and Niebuhr gave it two thumbs up. <laughs> I mean, think about, like, remember the one time you forgot to get me a Valentine's Day card? Right, right, yeah. This is like, remember that time you shot me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tony and Francis traveled to movie premieres around the world. They were featured in thousands of newspapers and magazine articles. And 40 years later, things are much quieter. Yeah, I got to watch that movie again. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Tony assembled a gallery as proof of that. Um, and the couple said that they uh, they know their situation is one in a million, and many people won't agree with it or understand it. And while they stopped talking publicly about what happened long ago, uh, they wanted to share their story now as an extreme example of the importance of communication in a marriage. Shy of being shot. Yeah. Uh, what, what you ever have a uh, like someone burn your stuff, or you in a relationship where you wow someone took real dramatic retribution? I have not. I'm trying to think if there was ever any like vandalism. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's usually the that's easy, usually it, right? The easy go to. I mean, there's that uh, that Carrie Underwood song where she beats the dude's car up, um, and and that's kind of the retribution. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, no, I've never had it happen to me. Yeah, and you'd remember if you'd been shot in the head. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that is a pretty damn funny story. So Tony and Francis Toto, they are celebrating. 57 years of marriage after she tried to have him killed five different times. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, too. Do you think he's straight since then? Wow. Oh, oh my no, God. No, after getting shot? No, I think that that was good. I think that was the end of yeah. it. Yeah, or at least he goes, okay, now I know how to do it. Uh, right, it's pretty wild. One more City Beat story to share with you, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, Apple Studios film crews are, uh, la- are scheduled to be in Upper Bucks County. I think they might have been in there this week, actually, uh, for two multi-day shoots that will detour roads in Bedminster and Tinicum Townships. And it appears the streamer may be in the area of the film Sinking Spring. 
um, an upcoming crime drama directed by Ridley Scott. Ah, Ridley Scott's awesome. And Peter Craig. Mm. And Peter Craig wrote last year's um, Top Gun Maverick. Man, I'd love to get Ridley Scott in the in the studio. So PennDOT put out we an, can do crash shop. an advisory noting that a stretch of Route 113, which is Bedminster Road, will be closed for filming from February 14th through the 18th, and then the 21st through the 23rd. What's today? The 16th, so it must be happening now. Uh, last September, Deadline reported that Sinking Spring will be based on a novel called Dope Thief by Philadelphia native Dennis DeFoya. Uh, The story follows a group of delinquent grifters from Philly who uh, pose as DEA agents uh, to rob petty drug dealers. So so, uh, there are a couple of things that, well, they they wrapped up, Servant's been wrapped up for a while. Uh, What else is being shot actively in the area? I mean, there's there's always something going on. I know, um, I think M. Night Shyamalan, I think his daughter, who directed a number of episodes of Servant, is directing her first feature. And I think it's being shot in the area. Is it? Yeah. I just saw that. I follow her on Instagram, and I saw they were She's all really posting. good. Yeah. Uh, so more on this story. Uh, the, uh, the These guys pose as DEA, DEA agents to rob uh, drug dealers, and when they target a house in the countryside, they become embroiled, embroiled in the workings of a hidden narcotics network that spans the eastern seaboard and puts their lives in the crosshairs of serious enemy out of the revenge. I want to point out that this hidden net, narcotics network is an upper Bucks County, Casey. Uh, yeah, of course. Yep. So, <laughs> the that's cool, man. The Sinking Spring cast is led by Brian Tyree Henry, uh, the newly Oscar-nominated star of Causeway and the FX series Atlanta, and Amir uh, Arison, who's had a long run playing an FBI agent on NBC's Blacklist and recently wrapped a stint on Broadway in The Kite Runner. It also has Michael Mando in it, who played uh, Nacho yeah. Vargas in uh, Breaking, uh, or Better Call Saul. That's correct. And uh, Marin Ireland from Amazon's Sneaky Beat, Netflix's Umbrella Academy, and Kate Mulgrew from Netflix's Orange is the New Black. So if you can see some road closures in uh, Bedminster and Tinicum Townships, might be that they're shooting a movie over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Cynicum is like where I drive through when I go to my friend's house who lives on the farm up in uh, kind of like upper Black Eddy area. It's, I mean, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah. on the river and it's just nice. Oh, yeah. place, an underground drug network, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Delco's Tinicum is, is on the river and really nice to <laughs> It is on the river. But is this another one where there's like, uh, there are two? Yeah. There's a, a Delco Tinicum and a Buxco Tinicum? Yeah. So Tinicum is the city or is it? Tinicum Township. Oh, it's uh, the there, township. There, okay. There's Tinicum, there's Essington, uh, Eddie Stone. They're all like boom, boom, boom from each other. And then, But also, Nick, there was a new town. Yes. And a new town square. Right. And that was designed by uh, William Penn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I, I think you should go around to your Delco counties, like Tinicum, take a picture there. I'll go to Tinicum Bucks County, take yeah. a picture. Who wore it better? Who yeah. wore it better? Yeah. Right. I, well, listen, I mean, you can frame any picture to make it look beautiful. <laughs> I, I will find the one flower in Tinicum Delco. <laughs> <laughs> Set it up in, like, portrait mode. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> It'll look good. It'll, It'll look, look really good. good. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Ridley Scott's uh, filming in the area. So I uh, thought these were interesting stories from in and around the greater Philadelphia region. Scooby Wow Wow. Yeah, it's a city beat. Yes. And uh, so thank you for joining in on that. All right, uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We've got more stories in the form of the bizarre file to share with you a little bit later on this morning. Mr. Robert Irvine will be stopping in to uh, tell us about his new book. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to the B-Files, Steve wants to mention an event coming up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yes, it's the first time we're doing this. It's through Max Fund, which is my wife's uh, charity. It benefits uh, animal charities throughout the uh, the tri-state area. It's the Kitten Cuddle Party. Thursday, February 23rd from 6 to 9 p.m. It's at the Living Room and Cricket Cafe, which is right in Ardmore. It's a really cool venue. Very chill vibe. They're actually <clears throat> couches and chairs and so on and so forth. But the basic gist of it is we're bringing in some cats and kittens, courtesy of Kitten Snatchers of Philly. They're a fine animal organization at kit- kittensnatchers.org. We're going to have an open bar uh, featuring a revivalist spirits, clear rum, dewy beer, and Chadsford Winery. We're going to have the Harvest Seasonal Grill, which is awesome, uh, providing the food and nothing but cakes, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be providing the dessert music from the School of Rock of the Main Line. Uh, and Willie, your your ticket price gets you all of that for the evening. You'll hang out and cuddle cats, de-stress, hopefully feel better at the end of the evening. And uh, all the cats, as I said before, are adoptable. All of the information is on my social media. It's also on PrestonandSteve.com. And uh, you can get tickets through the QR code or go to MaxFun.com or PrestonandSteve.com. We'd love to see you. It's next Thursday. It's gonna, The whole idea is hanging with like-minded feline uh, fans, and it'll be a great time. As casual as it gets... But doing a good thing. It's in conjunction with Cats, by the way, which is coming to the uh, Miller Theater at the Kimmel Center March 14th to the 19th. So it's um, they're making a donation to Max Fund, and that's kind of why this event is occurring. Uh, and it's an ultimate good all the way around. But, but this is this is something that we've always wanted to do, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. All right, week from today. All right, let's do the B file. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Brought to you by uh, Painting Pups. They deliver the highest quality craftsmanship and service when painting your home. Uh, you can ask about 0% financing options and book a free estimate today at paintingpups.com. A man accused of arson told Bloomington, Indiana police that he set his car on fire. To discourage people from stealing from it. Well, it worked. Police responded to a report of a suspicious person just after midnight in the parking lot of an apartment complex. An officer said that he found a man standing next to a 1998 Buick that was on fire. Try to steal stuff now. The man, identified as Austin Bristow, reportedly told an officer that the vehicle was his, and he set it on fire to stop people from stealing items from inside of it. Honey, you can get out of the car now. As police were talking to Bristow, the car became engulfed in flames, and the fire (laughs) caused several small explosions. At one point, Bristow reportedly said, I hoped the explosions would be bigger as he watched the vehicle burn. My guess is he didn't crunch the numbers on all of this. Court documents state that Bristow started the fire by cutting the fuel line, dumping gas and oil onto the car and setting a bandana on fire and then throwing it into the trunk. Austin then stated that if there was nothing left of the vehicle, then there would be nothing left to steal. Uh, Police arrested Bristow on a preliminary charge of arson. And when searching him, they found several packed syringes and yellow powder he identified as benzodiazepine. Okay. And he was then booked on arson, plus additional charges of unlawful possession of syringe, hypodermic needle, and controlled substance as well. Here's a guy trying to make a stand against crime, and they arrest him. Look what happened. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, An Indiana daycare director was fired after she allegedly admitted to doling out melatonin to lull children to sleep without parental approval. The former head Who of, wants brandy? The former head of Kids Life Child Care Ministry at the New Life Church 
is facing multiple charges after she and another worker allegedly gave 17 small kids, whose ages range from one to four, melatonin gummies without their parents' sign-off. Listen, we got to knock these little bastards out. (laughs) That's pretty much what it was. going out of my mind. So the pastor of the church told local police that after he had learned the alleged gummy distribution was going on from mid-December through the end of January, Pastor David Falk told police that he fired 52-year-old Tanya Rachel Voris after she admitted to giving out the melatonin to some of the kids, though the other workers still had a job following the revelation. Now, Voris got the idea (laughs) when one parent allowed her to use melatonin to help her child at nap time. Boris was pleased with the results and started giving the gummies out to other kids. I like this. Here's your snack. Uh, Boris was charged with 11 counts of neglect of a dependent and six counts of reckless supervision by a child care provider. Today we're going to huff paint. Wow. Uh, luxury hair care brand Olaplex, Olaplex is being sued by nearly 30 customers who allege that the product severely damaged their hair or left them with blisters and bald spots. I'm freaking out. Kathy is that what you use? uses use Olaplex. Really? Uh, I, I guess. Can I, like, I see your bald spots? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have bald spots. Uh, I And I don't think that I'm being affected the way some of these people are, but I did talk to my salon and they said that they think um, that people are using it, uh, overusing it, using it every single day. Some of the products are not meant to be used every day. Ooh. And so they think that, that that was their advice to me. Is anyway. it a conditioner or what is it? Uh, it, it's a number of products. They have okay. a whole line and right. everything. So the Olaplex brand, widely available in popular beauty stores and online, is marketed to restore damaged hair and protect against breakage. However, the lawsuit... bald patches look fabulous. ...alleges that uh, products did the opposite, causing allergic reactions. Some plaintiffs said that they were left with dry, brittle, frizzy, and dull hair. One woman said the treatment made her hair look like it had been cut with a weed whacker. So, so I have a friend that used it, and that's... That's what of, happened? That, that's what happened. The ends broke so bad that, like, it looked like she had a... She tried to cut her own hair. Does it... Um, so you think this is more like an allergic reaction to some of the chemicals? Well, some of them, yeah, because people are getting blisters... And like their hair's falling out, and they're getting bald patches. I tell you what, when I when the, for a brief period I was dyeing my hair, had my hair dyed platinum blonde. I looked like Roy Batty from the, you know a Blade Runner, <laughs> and that lie, whatever the hell they put in my on my head, burned like a mother. It was oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what, I, I don't think that I'm getting this reaction, but like it makes me want to stop using it. Like, unfortunately, this is probably only happening because I think the number of people in the lawsuit is like. 30. It's okay. just like thousands of people, but you, still. You'll play the odds? People are going to stop using it just to be safe, you know? Plaintiff Jessica Ariana said, I've never in my life experienced anything like this. It's devastating. The 44-year-old said she used it for two months and <sighs> lost 20% of her hair. She said, oh, I'm man. outside daily. I walk, run, started feeling to feel the wind and air on my scalp in places I've never felt it. Uh, Olaplex <laughs> no. denies the allegations and defends the safety and efficacy of their products, by the way. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the situation just calls for a cold one. And just before midnight, sheriff's deputies, uh, as saw, well, it caught their eye. It was a black Mercedes Benz parked in the opposite lane. The vehicle was just sitting there. Lights on, no traffic causing the stoppage. Deputies crept up behind the car, flicked their flashing lights, and tried to determine if the vehicle might have been abandoned. And as they approached the vehicle, they found 40-year-old Michael Serretta, uh, sitting alone in the passenger seat. Uh, beer cans littered the vehicle's floor <laughs> and lined the front cup holders. 24 packs of Michelob Ultra and Bud Light were what torn into and drained, and casualties were visibly scattered at Soretta's feet. Now, deputies attempted to begin a line of dialogue, but according to the arrest report, 
Uh, Serena was unable to speak due to his level of intoxication. Now in need of of support, Cape Coral Police assistance was requested, and the deputy waited for backup. And then came the unmistakable sound of... In plain view of deputies, Serena reached into the pile of fallen aluminum soldiers, pulled out a hidden treasure, and unopened beer. We got a live one. Deputies decided Serena had clearly reached his limit, declared that it was the last call, and they reached out to remove the beverage from him. And at the risk of spilling his beer, Serena began to fight back until deputies were able to remove him from the vehicle. Even the security of handcuffs did little to dispel his growing aggressions at one point. Deputies used their taser to subdue the agitated opponent, but it had, quote, zero effect, the police said, when striking him in the back. Deputies resorted to physically restraining him until their support came. With the situation under control, Serrata was taken to a Lee County hospital. After sustaining scratches and scrapes during the altercation, he was then taken into custody, and he was booked in the county jail. I'm surprised how little um, tasers work. Um, you'll see them, and, and report after report of them tasing someone, and they get up and take off. And then we have the other side of the coin, Preston. They tase that dude with fuel in his uh, backpack. Yeah, catch him on fire, yeah. and sometimes it'll kill some people. But, I mean... Uh, I think the guy was so absolutely polluted <laughs> right. that it just like his nerves weren't even. Oh, that feels good. Doing anything, yeah. So uh, it had very little effect on him. That is the last story I have in the bizarre file for you. But you know what? I do have some passes to see the movie Cocaine Bear, <laughs> and we'll take uh, callers ten, eleven, and twelve. And the screening is coming up next Wednesday. I'm taking the whole family. Seven p.m. at uh, PFS East, and it's Universal Pictures presenting this event. Uh, so we'll take calls ten, eleven, twelve, two, one, five, two, six, three. WMMR. You'll get the movie passes. Uh, it's rated R. Cocaine Bear will be in theaters on February twenty fourth. Uh, we will come back in just a moment and hang out because uh, Robert Irvine's stopping in and a bunch of other things. We'll be right back. MMR rocks Dave Matthews Band. Wild, what would you say? Friday and Saturday, July 21st and 22nd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. But you can beat the box office with MMR. Pierre's got tickets for the Saturday DMB show. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize? A pair of seats for night one and pit tickets for night two. Details at WMMR.com. Dave Matthews Band and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. If you have not heard yet, we had uh, made the concert announcement earlier this week of uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, <laughs> and the E Street Band. Uh, two shows, Citizens Bank Park this summer, Wednesday, August 16th, Friday, August 18th. We are going to be giving away tickets uh, all next week. Um, and it's going to be every weekday starting Monday. So what we're doing is called the Springsteen Grand Slam. And there will be a featured Bruce song at 9, 2, 5, and 8. So 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. You keep track of all four song titles. And then be the correct caller at 8 a.m. the next morning with us. And uh, you got a shot at winning that. <laughs> My guess is these tickets are going to be highly coveted. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can actually go to WMMR.com for details. A cheat sheet and another chance to win. <laughs> So if for some reason you can't be listening the entire time, uh, you can get some information at WMMR.com. That'll help you win that prize. Okay? So that starts on Monday morning, and then tickets go on sale Tuesday, February 28th. 
uh, at phillies.com slash Springsteen. So I'm looking forward to getting that underway uh, starting on Monday. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. Um, I have a couple of short outs I need to do. Man, I've gotten... Backed up on Way your charts. behind. I apologize, gang. And uh, some of them have, have let slip through and they're gone. And I apologize for that. Uh, but this one's in advance. Uh, this is from Christopher Bauer. He says, if it possible, uh, if possible, I'm requesting a shard out uh, around February 27th. So yeah. I'm way in advance of that. But uh, it says, for my coworkers at the Bryn Mawr Hospital Cardiac uh, Cath EP Neuro Lab. I'm a nurse there, and I'll be out at least six weeks to recover from shoulder surgery. Oh, wow! On February 27th, so that's when the, the surgery is taking place. So in advance, he said they got to pick up my slack while I'm gone, and the least I can do is give them a juicy. He farted in my face. Shard out. Okay. Uh, he farted in my face. Uh, thank you, and keep it in nooch. Uh, this <laughs> is from uh, Christopher Bauer, by the way. So six weeks, man. Yeah, you'll be in nooch. Yeah, yeah you'll be in nooch. Dude, just chilling the out. Noocher. And recovering, so. And by the way, he spelled nooch, uh, N-O-O-C-H. I uh, can take that. I, I yeah. like that. I actually uh, yeah. prefer that. Uh, I prefer that spelling. Keep it in nooch. Uh, here's a shout-out. says, been listening to you guys religiously since 2010. Been to numerous blood drives, pop balloons in sex positions with a stranger in a painful mixer. <laughs> yeah. Sucked ranch dressing, soaked balls on stage at Eggs with Peg, and have been paddle spanked by Preston at a sorority sister party. And I was hoping for a birthday shout-out. Uh, this is on February 16th, so I'm a couple days late with this. And she also says possibly a little help, too. Mm. Said, I know you guys are a rock station, but also your reach is uh, to a wide audience. Can you see if anyone listening <laughs> is selling Taylor Swift tickets uh, to any of the Philly or New Jersey shows? Casey, go back to the office. I have a drawer full of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> she says, long shot, but I'm desperate to take my 11-year-old daughter, Aww. Lily, who listens to you guys with my mom. Hi, grandmom. And my bonus uh, daughter, Danielle. And she says, if they are, can you give them my info? And then she signed it just like Ronnie saying, <laughs> love you guys, Mandy S. So, Mandy, here's your shirt out. And she clearly is a, a big time listener. I don't know about the Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's a it's tough, a, you know. It's a tall order. I mean, the initial ticket rollout was so effortless <laughs> and successful. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I got this, uh, and I'm, I'm late on this, and I apologize to Mora Beer. Who got in touch? And uh, I think it was um, they were taking Thon weekend donations, or she was. Uh, she's involved in Thon, and she had said it's only ten days away. When was this sent? When is Thon? Is that this weekend? Is it? Uh, it's. Now-ish. I, I think it might be going on very very soon. But anyhow, uh, she said uh, we as captains need to reach a wide uh, audience, and therefore, I was wondering if you guys had time at all this week or next week to. Uh, explain everything on air. You guys give a butt plug and information about how to donate. Starts tomorrow at 4 p.m., okay. runs, runs through Sunday, uh, the 19th. And, uh, yeah, Penn State does it every year, and it just gets bigger and better. Man, she said last year we raised over $13,750,000. 100% of these proceeds benefit the families. This year our goal is $14 million. And so, by the way, it's for um, enhancing the lives of children and families impacted by childhood cancer. I mean, so it's, it, it, it's it's a whole other level unto itself what they pull off. Yeah, and Mara, uh, who sent you that email, is a former intern of ours. 
She is? Yeah, she did not. I'd have to see her. Maura? Well, awesome. Thank you, Maura. And for all the work you're doing as a captain, that's pretty badass. So it's pretty, I would imagine it's, they make it easy for you to donate if you want to through Thon. You can do a quick search just on, you know, the Penn State Thon. Right, right. And uh, and get on board. I'm going to give her a shirt. Yep. There you go, Maura. Uh, technically, it was a butt plug. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyhow, oh, I remember Mara. Yes, Mara. She's a lovely girl. She's a lovely girl. She's doing wonderful work over there at the pen. You know, they got that big uh, thong thing there. They do, and it goes on for a while. And it then does. last year, Preston, they raised fifty-eight trillion dollars. No, they did not. They did not. Thirteen million and change. They're right. Almost. 14. Almost two hundred trillion dollars. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's another one. Uh, I'm late with this. It says, hey, guys, by the time you read this, I'll be on my way to Abington Hospital for a pacemaker replacement. I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Andrea, uh, for taking me and, most of all, making me get my ticket checked out over 10 years ago. Get my ticket checked get, out. Get her t- his ticker. I, I, I ticker. think it means yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, thanks. And you can tell this is late because he says, go birds. Uh, uh, this, yeah. That's from Joe Blay. So, Joe Blay. There you go. I'm sure, Joe, let us know how you're doing. And then one more. This says, hey, shout out to my sister, Dr. Leslie Rydell, who gave birth to my beautiful niece on Friday, February 10th, when she uh, told me that her name was Molly Margaret Rydell and that her initials were MMR. I shouted, Gadzooks. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Leslie is an amazing single mom to Luke and now Molly, and she's a fantastic pediatric intensive care doctor at <sighs> Children's Hospital of Denver, Colorado. God bless. But she's from Chester County and did uh, go to med school at uh, PCOM right there on City Line Avenue. We can, can see it. Look out the window and see it from right here. I said, and thankfully she knows your show well, and that is, uh, she says, love Emily and Chris. Ah. Uh, so there you go. That is a, a shout out for you. And speaking of Go Birds, there's this thing I want to do. I've seen it on uh, the Instagram Reels now. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but this uh, woman has outfitted uh, like a pair of sunglasses, and she puts a plate on under the sunglasses, puts the sunglasses on, and then puts a whole bunch of bird seed on the plate, and then throws a hood and blanket on, and so the birds she, feed, and the birds feed oh. it, and like they're right in front of her eyeballs. That's cool. That is cool. So right? I, I love that. I actually, I've <laughs> bought a couple times. I just bought a new one. So it's a, it's a Wi-Fi camera yes. inside the bird feeder, and you set it outside. And then I have, I like the ones that are the two-way mirrors. I loved. I don't know what it is, but I'm just transfixed by watching birds in a bird feeder. Yes, and there's another one. Just like you, Kathy. You this, love birds. This is like perfect for if you have a uh, like a window in front of your your kitchen sink. Yeah. You know, like those fans that you could put into the windows that, right. uh, yeah. it's kind of like that, but it's a window. Hang on. I don't know the fans you put in your window. What do you mean? They're like these fans that you close into your window. So it's like a vent. It's yeah. the same way you would lock, you'd put a, a window unit air conditioner in. Okay. Thank yeah. you. All right. But it's a window with a bird feeder in it, but a window is goes into the house. So essentially the birds come in and feed. Oh, there's one that they have that goes out for the cats. So the cats can actually sit outside. Yes. Okay. So is this the idea that you're Letting birds come into your house and eat? It's a, it's a transparent box. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. There oh, that go. I do yeah. like. I do. You're better explaining things than I am. <laughs> and so is there one where the birds are allowed to eat the, uh, the cats eat the birds as they come in? Yeah, they, they do. They yeah, have yeah. that combo yeah. set up with the uh, indoor-outdoor cat slash bird box. Fluffy, here come the birds. Yep. Uh... Okay, anyway, how do we get on? We were talking about... said go uh, birds. I said go birds, and that's what That's all it took. Oh, wait, we're looking at this. I am a fan of this (laughs) concept. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you can clean the bird crap off the side of your house. (laughs) Yes. 
There's something I was going to bring up, and I don't remember. I know what you're going to bring up about the uh, speaking of Eagles and Eagles paraphernalia. No, I have that. Um, I'll come back to the other thing if I remember it. Uh, Yes, how about Eagles and Eagles paraphernalia? There we go. Uh, So thousands of articles of Eagles merch. Of of Super Bowl winning yeah. Eagles merch now sit unopened at uh, local retailers, or they did, uh, but they won't end up in a landfill thanks to the nonprofit uh, called Good Three Sixty. Uh, the group's CEA, CEO Romaine Seguin uh, explained how the nonprofit now begins the task of rounding up the unsold Eagles gear and donating it to people around the world. Uh, that are in need of clothing. So when I hear these stories, and we're familiar with the, the, this practice of taking those now unsellable yep. uh, jerseys and shirts and so on and so forth and donating them to uh, countries around the world, I I was thinking to myself, you know what? I would pay to get one of those. I, I, yeah. Why not? If you, can, if you can go to the store at Harvard and buy a Harvard jersey without ever attending, right. can't I live in a reality? Where they won the Super Bowl and celebrate that with my inaccurate shirt. Well, it's, almost, it's like a collector's item as well. Right? Yeah. Uh, so despite its small staff, Seguin said Good 360 works with a large network after collecting the unsold boxes of clothing in the U.S., uh, sometimes stacked 24 pallets at a time. The group works with global nonprofits to distribute the gear uh, on the ground. Uh, but there's an interesting, there's a, there, there's a minor little blowback to this you may not have considered. Um, but uh, anyhow, for security reasons, uh, Seguin said she couldn't share which countries will receive the clothing this year, but the group has said in the past that it's donated to Africa, Asia, uh, Eastern Europe, and the Middle East. I wonder what the security reasons are. Well, I don't know what the security reasons are, but there's an interesting um, uh, consideration they have to make that I didn't think about. So anyhow, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, playoff season is busy uh, for Good 360. Not only do they collect Super Bowl merch, but uh, they have to donate gear from the losers of the AFC and NFC Championship That's games. That's true. Yes. Because uh, they go ahead yeah. and they make all this stuff ahead of time. And they make a, a crap load. Uh, gear from past Super Bowls falsely deeming the Buffalo Bills or Seattle Seahawks national champions has been spotted far and wide, including in African countries like Sierra Leone, Uganda, and Niger. I love that. Uh, the NFL is strict on keeping the losing gear out of secondhand huh. in the United States. See, that that's, that sucks. I'd kind of like to buy some of that. Uh, according to Seguin, but to her knowledge, a breach hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile, some countries, here's the deal, have debated the impact of clothing donations from wealthy nations on their local economies. So Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, uh, Burundi, uh, Tanzania, and South Sudan have all considered bans on secondhand clothing imports in recent years. Because local clothing makers are being power played out by the man. Exactly. Uh, When Rwanda passed a ban in 2018, it came on the heels of studies that showed the abundance of clothing coming to African countries uh, from Western nations had shrunk uh, once thriving local textile industries and slash manufacturing jobs. So they have to consider what. So so what they do is they, they make sure that textiles aren't a company's primary source of income. Yes, no, that, that they, makes when sense. They, when they are planning to donate, I, I never thought of that. I wonder if you walk around though in the streets of these towns and these cities, you know, or over wherever they are. And you're seeing, you know, uh, uh, World Series champs, <laughs> the Phillies, and, yep. and all of these these alternate realities in this garb. I wonder how prevalent this garb is, yeah. if you would notice it, or if the population, it just absorbs into the population and is not that visible. 
Yeah, that's a good question because you're talking you're talking about a whole lot of a ton of stuff. I wonder I wonder how many how how much there is on that first run. Right. So uh, on that and that uh, immediate, you know, you got to have the product that that week. I wonder how much that is. I mean, is it uh, is it they would probably hundreds of thousands? I think what they do is generate enough for a first run. You know what I'm saying, and then and then depending on how things break, then reorder obviously. But um, yeah, you've got you've got to be ready to roll. People, as you know, people will go, uh, you know, to the uh, the the sports stores mm-hmm. the, the right after the, the game. Oh, yeah. oh immediately, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but this is a group I wasn't uh, uh, familiar with. Good 360. They're the ones that handle all that. That is pretty wild. But I didn't would think. You, would you would you ever consider buying a shirt that was sort of an anomaly? It's like uh, you know they're. There are collectibles throughout um, history where things were miscalled yeah. or, or coins that were incorrectly printed. I, I wouldn't do it for uh, sports championships. No. Okay. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of cruel, right? Mm. Like, I mean, if Bill Weston's a huge Bills fan, I don't want to get him a Super Bowl champs Buffalo Bills jersey. You know, As a joke, we might. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but like... You would know. you wear? Would you wear? No. A, yeah, I, I'm with Casey. Like, I don't even like wearing like a NFC Championship shirts. You know, I, I right. like when they win the entire thing. You know, if, if Phil's you know, 2008 World Series and, and Super Bowl champs in 2018. Like, to me, those are collectibles. But the rest of them is just like, all right, hey, we ended up in third place this year. Yeah, there was one, was it last year when they won the NFC East or two a couple of years yeah. ago? Where, you know, was, they, they had a whole bunch of merch that went out just said the East is not enough, right? Yeah. And then they lost in the first round of the playoffs. So I was like, <laughs> turns out it was. Yeah. 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 That was enough for us this year. <laughs> they sell separate appliques, asterisk, turns out it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought this was quite interesting and ties right in with that. The most single people in the United States live in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> really? Uh, and in fact, the most single women ah. in the United States live in Buffalo. Hello, ladies. It's Buffalo Bill. So yeah. I can on this warm, romantic night. Uh, Give me a call and tell me what you want to hear. The Thriving Center of Psychology, that's the name of this group, recently published a new survey on dating trends combined with 2021 U.S. Census data uh, to find out where the more than 127 million single people 18 years and older are living in America can be found. And they examined the 100 most populous cities in the country and ranked the cities on average per capita. And the Queen City, which I didn't know that was Buffalo's uh, moniker, the Queen City uh, ranked first in the most single women in the country and third in the most single residents overall. So it's mainly, it's women that's number one. That's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> <It's nice. laughs> I'm here, I'm spanking it, ladies. Give me a call. Um, what accounts for that? Uh, they don't know exactly why. Um, uh, the, the only cities with more singletons were Richmond, Virginia, and Pittsburgh, PA. Mm-hmm. But all oh. have poop knives. So here's the... T- <laughs> Here's the deal. So Buffalo ranked number one in most single women. Uh, it ranked in single men. It ranked ninth. Um, so it's good pickings for the guys. Totally. Three to one. Yes. God, I remember used to hearing ratios like yeah. uh, when, when you were considering what college oh, to go to. Come here, man. It's Bloomsburg. Like, yeah. Twelve women Three every guy. Around here it was Bloomsburg. And, and I, I don't remember if this yeah. was accurate at all or not. But what uh, when I was in high school, it was seven to one. The number of women that uh, went to. Yeah. Over men at Bloomsburg University. What was it? Was it the Jan and Dean song? Two girls for every boy. 
so uh, this isn't the first time that the Western New York City has been called out for being a top spot to be single in 2022. Lending tree named Buffalo, uh, the best large city in the United States to be unattached. To get laid. Uh, the city ranked high on the list because of relatively low housing prices, low commute times, and a high percentage of people living alone. And an overwhelming sense of desperation. Uh, uh, what do they call it, the mistake on the lake? Is that the uh, Buffalo? <laughs> it's one of the mistakes on the lakes, I'm sure. But uh, um, your dad used to uh, rip yeah, on Buffalo. Yes, hard. yeah. He said it was where they would stick the nozzle for the if they gave the country if they gave the country an enema. Why did he hate? Uh, why did I he hate think Buffalo he had so to much? travel around a lot as a salesman, yeah. and uh, that was one of. Uh, I've been to Buffalo. It's actually it's 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 a fine you know location, and it's you know it's, it it gets its Buffalo. Uh, rap, but I think it's uh, it's absolutely fine. I the, expect- the weird is, is the winter is obviously which yeah. starts yes. early July. Yeah. I haven't goes- spent any time in Buffalo. I've been to Niagara Falls. That's the closest I've been. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I went to the Eagles Buffalo game. Couple you had years a lot ago. of fun, right? What you think? Right? This is not bad. Well, listen, I stayed in Niagara in Canada. Oh, all right. So. Uh, because I didn't want to stay the weekend in Buffalo, and it is so close to Niagara Falls. So we spent the, the weekend in Canada, and then we drove to the uh, the stadium. And so I didn't spend a whole lot of time in actual Buffalo. I, uh, Orchard Park is where the, the stadium is. I don't know what that is in relation to, you know, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like Springfield? <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, I forget. It's been a while since I've been there. But I, I, my, my recollection was I, I wasn't immediately... <laughs> Disgusted by the uh, the area, the city. It's, it seemed completely fine. I wonder what Philly's single ratio ratio is. is. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah, and how? I mean, just not just uh, men versus women, but uh, just the overall amount of single people uh, in the. Uh, I would I would imagine that for a while there I, there was some sort of accolade that put us high up on the list of places for singles to live. Yeah. yeah. You know what I um, had forgotten about, and then I was just recently uh, reminded that the Philadelphia Sport and Social Club exists? It's like uh, and it's like Philly Jacks. Like, yeah, like, no, no, it's <laughs> not Jacks. that. But, I mean, it's not necessarily for singles, but it's great for singles. Like, uh, it's like kickball leagues and dodgeball leagues, but then they also have like... Uh, daisy chains. Daisy chains and things like that. No, and then, you you, you know, like happy hours and stuff like yeah. that. But, you know... Things like that do... Like, yes, they do work. And yeah. in fact, I was... Uh, 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 you might have read the same article, Preston, that there is now... it's uh, The pendulum is swinging away from apps and more to these kind of things. Like, it's just lunch or... Okay. In, in-person encounters... That are not through an app. Okay. Uh, according to another lending tree study, single women in Buffalo are doing it for themselves in 2021. We're doing it. It was reported that there were more single women owning homes than single men in the city. Nationally ranked uh, fourth in the top five metro areas for single women homeowners. About that. Yeah. I wonder what's the, uh, the deal with Buffalo that it yeah. drawn the women in. They they must love to shovel snow. They also uh, went on to survey over a thousand people about their thoughts on Valentine's Day and how Americans feel about being single and the dreaded dating apps. Out of uh, the 69% of people surveyed, uh, they said they are content with their singledom. And of those, 91, of those, 91% said they are enjoying their freedom right The women now. are saying this? Uh, this is just overall okay. singles, that, by the way. A lot of that has to do with the fleshlight. Uh, it probably yeah. does. Um, you know what? There's... Uh, I'm going to mention this. Oh. Somebody's off the market. Oh. They went Instagram official recently. I heard about this. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to make the announcement right here and now. He didn't even know this was happening. (laughs) 
Nick McElwain is engaged. Hey! He's engaged to be married to the lovely Andrea. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you guys wanted to keep this a little secret for a while. I mean, not a secret, uh, just not public, which is different when, when you end up talking about it on the radio. And that's uh, obviously totally fine. But it happened a couple of months ago. And I uh, told you guys uh, after it happened, and, and uh, but my family and friends were there. And, it, you know, we just wanted to keep it um, to ourselves for a little while and uh, relish in it. What nice. level of, if I may uh, ask, what level of conversation had you had before you uh, surprised her with the proposal? With her? Yes. Very little. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, we've been together that for. That is a stunned look on her face. We've been together for a long time, almost seven years. And um, wow. neither one of us was in a hurry to get married. I've been married before. She never has. Um, you know, and we're not going to have uh, children together, so the marriage institution wasn't necessarily um, sure. on, uh, important for either one of us. We were pretty happy with our relationship for a long time, um, but I had been talking with her friends, and uh, this guy, uh. Will, who helped design a ring uh, for a while, and uh, that part of it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we got engaged. Uh, and this, I know, became a running joke on the show, but we got engaged at the restaurant, Rosalie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, and then had a surprise party um, at Guppies, <laughs> <laughs> and we ordered the Kathy Romano wrap, <laughs> and then uh, swung by Redstone on the way out. No, we had a surprise party at a place called the Ghost Beard in Wayne, and uh, that was almost. Uh, it might have even been more fun the, than the actual engagement because I brought in a whole bunch of her friends and family, and uh-huh. my brother Adam uh, came up from from Virginia. My brother Josh flew. In and my nephew jo- um, nephew Matthew flew in from Colorado. So that's a big deal. Yeah. So she walked in and had no idea that that was happening in that part of it. it was really really cool and a lot of fun. And mm. Gary, where where was Gary Lauer? Gary Lauer was. Uh, I made sure he was in another state yeah. at the time, yeah. uh, so he couldn't <laughs> ruin it. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to call and tell you I'm so happy for you guys. I listen. I I think it's great, and I'm very happy for you guys, and I'm interested. Uh, what made you go ahead and do this? Because you're you're a couple. You're fine. You've been together for seven years. You've you've been married before, and and uh, and 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 sometimes I take a look and listen. I've been happily married for 25 years, and uh, and I love it, and it's great. as do I. Yeah, but but I sometimes analyze the institution of marriage and go. Why is it even necessary? I mean, we're just saying, look, we're going to stay together for the rest of our lives. I'm committed to this person. And that's that. You yeah, know what I mean? It's a great question. Um, I think that it was important to me uh, to make her an official part of my family because my family loves her so much. And, yeah. um, and you can be a partner. And Steve, you know, you've, you've re- referenced your, your dad uh, having been with uh, his yeah. woman for a very long time. Yes. This is a partner, but they never got married. Right. No. And and. Who cares? You know, now, he, he's loved yeah, her yeah. for a long for time. For all intents and purposes. Right. And, and they're, they're uh, yes, absolutely. And and my, my father was married to my mother, and that was that was the right. one and only. Uh, but, um, yes, it's, it's um, there's no, there's no, oh, there's a drastic difference. But for me, and I, I agree with you, Preston, um, uh, it is, it's a, it just seems to be the right progression for me, not for everybody, mm-hmm. and to have that, that. To acknowledge that in front of people with a ceremony is something I felt would be important. I, I also understand the um, uh, under the eyes of the law why it's also important yeah. too. You know, yeah. I mean, so yeah. you, you 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 are in this. It's how you can elude the police partnership in life? <laughs> no, I mean you get certain benefits, and there there are uh, yeah. uh, reasons why it's good to do that. She's, not, we, a, she's not on my health plan. I mean, totally. yeah, and, and we've lived together for five years, so and you have to take some comfort in knowing it that if you do split, you'll give half of what you own to her. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look. 
the honest to God's truth is I've been divorced yeah. and, and I didn't want to rush into getting married again because I didn't want to get divorced again. Yeah. And sometimes people get married shortly after getting divorced. They, they rush into a rebound and they, yeah, there's a rebound attached to it. And, um, the likelihood of getting divorced from a second marriage, I believe is higher than, uh, oh, getting really? divorced from a, for, a first marriage. Yeah. Really? Well, well, get, well, how long uh, on average you've been together for seven years. Yeah. You, you've been to the paces. Right. And I don't think there's anything that's going to surprise you now at this point. And, and that was a part of it yeah. too. It's like, we, uh, this was a cool surprise. Yeah. You know, this was fun. And um, and then beyond Maybe that. Maybe I don't know him. <laughs> we don't uh, have any plans for a wedding, uh, you know, and, yeah. and we'll do that whenever something feels right there. But this felt right. And here's here's the other thing. We kind of made it through the last three years together. You know, the, March of 2020 was pretty awful. Yeah. And uh, so it was April and May. And um, it was particularly difficult on her. And I think anybody that was able to survive what happened in the country and in the world over the last few years mm-hmm. uh, and come out stronger on the other side, which we did, um, we might as well celebrate and get married. Together. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, no no big ceremony or anything like that? Well, I assume we're for the wedding? You're going to do it here on uh, air, right? Yeah, probably yeah. do it on air. Uh, yes. The Keenan's, maybe. Yes! <laughs> Hell yes! If, if you want a wedding for oh, the ages, yeah. if you can have people holding eggs in their butt crack, right? instead you know, of a flower never, girl, you'll never forget it. If not for this show, I wouldn't have met her. Uh, I, I met her at, a, at a, an event, and uh, and then she came to a charity event. We afterwards. should have it where that event was. So. Yes. Oh, that's a good oh they have great yeah. catering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me oh, see. They have good stages there. <laughs> Club Risque <laughs> yeah. in Bristol. No, in Bristol, no, it was in Philly. It was a it charity was event. Yeah, no, it was a charity event for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are a lot of strippers who have cancer. No, no, no. It was, it was oh. the cancer prevention. <laughs> you guys remember that? <laughs> um, but so there's yes. that. She had. Uh, we had actually. Um, Two million strippers will find out <laughs> skin cancer. She's uh, been to Keenan's before. I don't think we'll get married at Keenan's. Okay. Um, somebody texted in. Was it was I uh, as nervous asking my now fiance to marry me as I was the first oh. time around? That's a great question. And yes, yeah. I was just as nervous this time around. Um, and here's I'll tell you a quick funny story about the engagement. So my buddy Dax who has taken photos of you, Preston, at the Union. He, he uh, yeah. has worked with the Union for a little while. Dax, I, I've known Dax since first grade, and he's been one of my best friends basically my entire life, and he's a great photographer. So I um, asked him to be there for the night, and we, we sat at the table at Rosalie, and I was texting Dax because he was sneaking in to get the photographs. Right, right. And uh, I didn't see him. That's how effective he was at sneaking in. So I'm sitting there, like, stalling and stalling and stalling. <laughs> and uh, the, the, I had to stall to make sure that he had gotten there and was able to take the photographs in a, in a place where she couldn't see him. But I didn't know. So the more that I stalled, the more nervous that I get. And finally, I'm just, like, I'm sort of, like, texting yeah. him underneath the table. <laughs> Are you here? And he's like, yeah, I'm in place. I got so, him. I got the pictures. <laughs> yeah. And then so then I got down on my knee and, and worked my way around the table. Did oh, you have a good speech? Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, I kept dragging it out, Case, because I was just like, <laughs> I didn't know if the It was from a few was... good men, right? But I said, uh, <laughs> I yeah, I did, I did the whole uh, Jack You want Nicholson. me on that wall. <laughs> right. You, you need, need me on that, that wall. You need me on I that wall. I want to be on that wall with you. You can't handle... <laughs> This truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we sat down and I said, listen, I want to say uh, a couple of like, shit out of a, cr- a crummy week. And I said, I want to say a couple of nice things about um, what, what what you went through earlier in this week. And then I would say uh, something nice to you. And she said, are you proposing? <gasps> this was 10 minutes before I proposed. You ruined I was like, it. No. Yeah. And then we were having a brunch. <laughs> we were having a brunch with uh, my family on Sunday. And uh, she knew that her parents were going to be in town for that. And the reason for the brunch, uh, which was a secret at the time, was because we were going to have everybody get together and, and hang out. Um, and uh, and then she said, wait, are they all coming to the, are they going to be here tonight? Uh, 
No. <laughs> so she guessed it all. She guessed both of those things before they even happened. Uh, but, yeah, thanks oh, again. shut up, Warren. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again to uh, to Dax for capturing the photos. Uh, Steve, our mutual friend, Jamie Blackburn, was uh, instrumental in uh, making sure that it could, uh, yeah. you know, we had a cool surprise for Rosalie. Awesome. And then uh, Sean Coyle and uh, everybody at Goat's Beard for the surprise party. I love that you had a, a singer hired who came in right at that moment. Somebody's getting mad. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That guy's good. Uh... So, did everybody else know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, family knew. Um, right. Her friends knew. Her friend Alex was really helpful in, in designing the ring. Um, and thanks again to Will for, for putting it together. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a secret to... No date on the calendar yet. Uh, no date on the calendar, but it was a secret to um, no one but Andrea. Uh, did, with, with, now, with that nervousness, was any of that nervousness that she would say no? Uh, I was fairly confident she was going to say yes, but I told my brothers about it. And independently, without talking to either one of them, Josh said, what if she says no? And then Adam <laughs> says, what if she says no? Oh my God. And then my nephew, who immediately demanded to be the best man, also said... What if she says no? I remember when uh, when uh, Dennis came in to propose to you, Kathy, yep. on the air. Yeah. There was a contingent amongst us who were like, I don't know if she's going to say yes. <laughs> Dude, it was so yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I was like, I, uh, please say yes. Afterwards, I was like, I don't know if she really loves him or not. <laughs> I, I, God. It's just kind of just kind of halfway. And it all worked and, out. Oh, my God. Yeah, look, at him, yeah. look at him now. It's great. Yeah. Well, well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Is Kathy going to be your flower girl? Yes. No, I'm going to be the best man. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's getting married. Wow, so Nick is going to take the plunge at some point. Yeah. Uh, But no no hurry, right? No, not not at all. But we know it will be a Keenan's. It will be uh, (laughs) it. Text Scott Keenan to see if he's cool with it. God. Maybe get that helicopter we've always wanted. <laughs> Whiskey Bristol, can I help you? Uh, we have people that are offering to uh, to do the ceremony for you, Nick. We have a few ordained ministers that are texting in and calling in. So do you want any help right now? Or? That's okay. But okay. I really genuinely appreciate the offers and the nice text. And uh, so thanks. That's cool. All right. Well, should we take a break? Because we yeah. got a guest coming up yeah. here in just a couple minutes. Is yeah. he here? Is he in the Acme Lounge? Yeah. Get out of here. What the hell? One of our favorite people is here this morning. So we'll come back with Mr. Robert Irvine. A new book out. We'll learn about it when we return. Oh, Casey's handing me this. In honor of Nick's nuptials, let's give away tickets to Cocaine Bear. Yes! <laughs> All right, we'll take uh, colors uh, 8, 9, 10, and 11. All right, 215. It's, it's a beautiful move. It's eight, what we've always wanted. 8, 9, 10, and 11. 215, 263, WMMR. The screening is February 22nd. When cocaine is not enough. Next Wednesday at the PFS East. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, it's always an amazing treat to have our next guest here in the studio. And uh, he's got a book, which is fantastic. And this is, listen, if you need some assistance, you want a success story, you want some help in getting uh, the right decisions under your belt and ready to move forward... Can you think of a better person to help you out? Well, if you're talking success, uh, uh, success at what they want to, to to achieve and sticking with it, I don't think you can do better. Yes. Uh, please welcome, promoting his book, Overcoming Impossible, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Irvine. Yeah. 
is here this morning. Welcome back, sir. Was that my wife that called you? No, no. <laughs> I actually no, have to checking. step out for just a second and, believe it or not, take a, a family phone call. But I'm going to let you guys chat for That's just a That's code for your planning Nick's bash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We got it. We're moving quick on this. Yeah, very fast. Uh, you were giving. You were just giving Nick uh, crap. Where is I you? was yeah. actually Nick. Look, two months. Andrea wanted to send him pictures out, I bet you, and you didn't do that. What's up with that, dude? Yeah, I know. They're great photos. And uh, listen, I, um, she's a huge fan of yours. Uh, I, we have several people in the food industry who are also fans of yours. And my friend um, Morgan uh, said to say hi. My friend Eva said to say hi to you. And I was telling Justin not that long ago, we went to a party at Boardroom Spirits. Man, is that a great time. Oh, sh- and and my, my now fiancé was there as well. But um, it, it was a, um, a birthday party. And uh, you can rent it out, yep. and uh, they, they serve just incredible uh, cocktails. It just was a fantastic time. So thank you for busting my balls a little 3, bit. 3,000 but... <laughs> to 40,000 square feet. But yeah. look, look. My publisher made these, but I got you one for you and Andrea. Oh. It's a picture of me. <laughs> And you're going to actually eat it. Little cookies. Are these our first wedding presents? Well, let me let me ask you concerning concerning the book because you've written books before, and obviously you've written cookbooks. And this is something I think this to me is is a tough thing to to put across when talking about success, the drive for success, what you do to avoid pitfalls, all of that stuff. I think a lot of people lack at a certain level the. Ability to creatively visualize a destination and to get you there. And so as you're putting together a book like this, what was the main thrust you wanted to convey? Because there are tools you can employ to get to your your destination, but not everybody has those tools in their arsenal. That's why I love you, because you're so smart. <laughs> you know, in the military, we, we reverse engineer, right? So we say what the end goal is in mind right. and work backwards. I did the same thing with the book. There are three pillars of success in this book. Um, it's almost like a memoir of my failures, right, to get to where I am today. Yes. And it, and it starts with empathetic leadership, listening to people, right? Because if you look at CEOs of companies, they're the A's, right? The yeah. alpha males, alpha females, whatever. But what do we normally do? We hire B's because we don't want to be kind of competing, competing with them. With yes, them, right? you don't want someone to replace you. I want double A's. I want people oh. surrounded by me that, that, that can teach me. But we don't do that. So we so empathetic leadership, we don't listen. Um, you think it's an, it's an inherent flaw in people in humans, who... Yeah. Right, to... to to keep a support staff a little substandard for is that job just, security? Well, it goes into my next thing, right? right? So, so empathetic leadership, then egos, 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 That's losing tough. egos. So yeah. That goes into what you just said. We don't like somebody better than us because we feel insecure, right? You know, it's like being in a marriage or a relationship. You know, oh, oh insecurity. <laughs> right. And yeah. the third one is trust. Do we trust the people to do the jobs? And and that's pretty much the three pillars of success. Everything you're saying has figured into I think all of our trajectories at at some point or another. Those those are the the, the pitfalls. Uh, it, but I think whenever you start to talk about things like this or working on yourself, it, it, it kind of seems like white noise to a lot of oh that's I don't have time for that. But that is an essential part of like writing down a list, seeing the progression in front of you, and also. I always think of Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs didn't write really. He wasn't. He wasn't. You know, the best at any thing in particular. What he was good at was taking ideas and people and meshing them together and making that that end product. You're saying 
don't be afraid of those superstars you might call upon to help you get to your destination. And I've done the same thing. Look, 10 years ago, if you'd have said to me, oh, you're going to hire double A's, you know, instead of a B. Right, right. I would have laughed at you because it was my way or the highway. And as you get older and you grow smarter and you listen to the people around you, you actually grow. Right, yes, yeah. It it's occurs to me, um, Robert, that a lot of this can be applied to, like, sports coaches. Because I, I've seen coaches come in and they um, sometimes when they fail, it's because they treat every player as if they were the same person. They don't treat uh, different players as individuals. Um, have you spoken to any, like, sports organizations about this? It's funny because, no, I, I was talking on CNN yesterday about, about the Eagles game. I'm not going to go there, but <laughs> bad call, awful day. But anyway, um about do you learn, what do you learn from these examples, right? And t- and sports teams are exactly the same as businesses yeah. because my business, I have just under 5,000 employees across our, our total network, right? But I have to know everyone's kids and, and is this one, you know, sick? Is this one, you know, uh, autistic? Is this one? Yeah. Why do I do that? Because... Some people like money. Some people like pats on the back. Some people like trip to to Disney World. But uh, and some people may need help with food, and and I think sports teams are exactly like that because we grow up in different areas, you know, uh, and we all come together as a team at, at one point. But we never leave where we came from behind. And I think that's a great analogy. And in the book, it's really interesting because I I I touch on that a lot. But I also touch on uh, pancakes. And people say, why, why do you talk on pancakes? And so it's great because Casey, I mean, he's a pot, you know, he, he likes pots and stuff. But anyway, you know, he likes crock pots. pots. That's why I said pots. I didn't get the yeah. crock in there for a reason. But you bit on it. So, so I want, when we talk about pancakes, it's great if, if you and I, Nick, have pancakes, I have a recipe. But if it's me, Nick, Kathy, Steve, present, the the mix doesn't work by doubling it, tripling it. You know, there's a new there's a new formula for that, and I think that's the formula for business. As you grow, you have to change. Mm. You've all done the same thing, but what what I find on Restaurant Impossible, three hundred and fifty plus restaurants, they don't care. They don't they don't listen. And the, and I said yesterday, the biggest failing restaurant is an Italian restaurant because. Mom says, oh, Nick, you make great meatballs and gravy. You've got to have a restaurant. Here's a credit card. Go and max it out. <laughs> and then three months down the road, you're $350,000 in debt. You call me. I scream at you. And, and, and hopefully you're successful after that. Well, you know, you know though, Robert, though, the, where, is this, where is this starting point? I think most people look at this huge thing in front of them, like I really want to be a success, I w- whether it be in the restaurant or, or business or whatever. They need to just... Put the flag and start. How? What would you suggest to someone if you're taking that first step? What's the best first step you can make on your road to success? Buying over puzzle impossible. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Overcoming, Overcoming impossible. impossible. <laughs> I was getting all confused for a second. <laughs> Buy it and read it from yeah. start to finish. And there's a difference. I don't know about you guys, but when I read, I read fast and yeah. half of it never sticks to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Read a chapter, think about it. Go on to the next one. And why? Because it's all the failures that I made to get to where I am today. 11 companies and doing, you know, we do pretty well. But we a big part of that is is charity and, and giving away and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of which, you have a, a great blurb from uh, Gary Sinise, who's, uh, who's uh, very much touting the book as a, as a, a must-read. Yeah, he's a, he's a great great friend of mine, and, and we just fed 5,000 folks last week in San Diego. But... Um, there's a lot of great leaders on there. Uh, uh, Dave Watson from Comcast, um, 
uh, Walmart, Doug yeah. McMillan, all these folks that are in business. Why? Because I deal with those kind of businesses. Um, not only restaurants, I scale to the Fortune 500 companies because it's the same thing. We talk about that lemon poppy pancake. It's the same thing. At its core, it's the when same you, stuff. When you start small and you grow, they have the same issues in big companies. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, I, I find this stuff fascinating. And, and you talk about the restaurants and, you know, uh, is there one golden rule? I'm trying to, to uh, divine this from you. One golden rule that you have to have in place to achieve success, uh, yeah, and what is the absolute one pitfall that will always kill your business? Number one, the, the first question, surround yourself with great people and allow them to speak. Okay. Number one, uh, and great leadership. You have to have a vision. You have to be able to delegate and then follow up. Delegating right? is a hard thing, especially when you are starting. I remember like when, when we, you know, we're, we're putting the show together and building it, you're like, ah. Do I, you know, I don't know if I trust, you know, uh, someone else to do this or I don't yeah. know. And then when you get those people that, that can and, and do it, you know, and, and in many cases much far better than you could, then it starts to flourish. But it's it's, it's almost like stepping off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. right. You don't, say, don't step off a cliff, but you have to trust, right? Well, exactly. I, I mean, Steve, you know, you're just referencing that. Can you imagine if... Uh, if you or I were in charge of our social media, and but we have Marissa to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and and so to be able to trust her, which yeah. we implicitly and she'll do, do it far better, exactly, you know, like to have that part of a team is uh, we're lucky to have that. Well, and that's it. We found the components of the winning team, and it took time to do that. You know what I mean? You had to you had to come across the right people, and I mean your team. Uh, you it's everything. Overestimate. It's everything. Yeah. And answer the second part of that question: the pitfall. You can fail, and it's okay to fail more than once, but not failing the same uh, way, using the same thing, right? Yes, if you've I got agree. to learn from that experience, hundred percent. And if you learn from, you know, don't drink orange juice twice, you know, <laughs> after soda, after soda, <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you're bath- next to a bathroom. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I-, I think that's the biggest lesson: is don't fail at the same thing twice. It's okay to fail more than once, but not at the same thing. No, Agreed. how about how about? Um, civility in the world of business because it can get cutthroat it can get evil and and you mentioned ego uh and that can that can be a runaway train for some people well it's interesting because i come from the military in the military you grow based on doing exams and when your turn's ready when you come to the outside world and my transition and i and i'm talking about this with a lot of military folks right now when they come out they're not used to that cutthroat you know step on you talk garbage about you and, and, and try and take your job. There's, There's a structure. That. Yeah. There's a structure. You get where you get to when it's your time. Right. In the civilian world, you know what it's like. I mean, trash talk, you know, and it's not joking trash talk. It's trash talk to try and get ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, egos, again, those those selfish selfish people that, that maybe don't know as much as, like, Steve, yeah. right? And then and they an say, idiot. well, well, I'm going to try and take you down because you know more than me and you're making me look bad. Even though you don't do it on purpose, right, right, you're right. trying to help the cause, but you're making me look bad. So I'm like, oh. And I had one of them in Atlantic City. I had a boss like that in Atlantic City. Same thing. I would give him all the reports. So he walked into a, to a meeting <laughs> and, you know, because he didn't want to work that hard. Sure. And I'm the guy doing the work and he's getting all the credit. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a classic still scenario. Wasn't, still wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it's about giving your team the credit for doing what is There's no I in team, right? You, you, look at why you're successful. All of you is because you work in harmony together. 
And that's true. This is true. And mutual respect with yep, each other. Absolutely. I have a question that's that's outside of ex- exactly the book, but but uh, is pertaining to your industry. And uh, a while back, we were talking about uh, uh, movies and TV shows that that take whatever you do for a living, and then they uh, they just make it look ridiculous. They they get it wrong. Uh, and I was curious about because there's been a few shows and and uh, and movies about the culinary world, and more recently, like the menu, and obviously that's a, a way augmented, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> satirical look at, at things. But there was a show uh, called The Bear. I don't know if you saw yeah, that or I not. Did. And and I was curious if uh, there, there's a sequence where uh, the main character they they flash back to him in a in a high end, I mean, top of the line, one of the greatest restaurants in the world, and he's just being berated and beaten to death by this chef. Does that really True. happen in the real world? True. No really. kidding. It's I grew that, up... I, I grew mean, up, saying horrible things. I grew up in a three-star Michelin restaurant, and and I made tea every morning. I won't tell you the name of them, but there were two brothers. <laughs> oh, right? Okay. <laughs> um, I made tea every morning, and they would throw me the, the tea at me. What? And what, okay. For four years. What? Four, four years. years. Wow. Why did they do that? And I'll tell you the experience I got from that. Um, a system in place and doing it the correct way every day, the same way. And it's so funny because I eventually said, F you, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm out of here. Uh, I went to Miami, joined a cruise ship, and two weeks later, they became the corporate executive <laughs> of the cruise ship. Wow. Oh, no, 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 it gets better. But they fired the chef, and I become the executive chef oh on my that ship. Okay, so so I don't know. I mean, you look, never you never burn bridges. That's always, well, always yeah. I but did you there, sort of. I thought yeah. I did, but yeah. But yeah. Then you, you built a ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you could not. I could not get away with doing what they did today years ago. Mm-hmm. No way. I mean, yeah. you couldn't throw things at people and pots and uh, and knives and I mean, it happens. I there are still sh- people out there. That, I had brutal. this chef at the, at the restaurant that I worked at and it came out of nowhere. I can't even remember what I said to him, but it was it was something completely benign, but we were in the basement and he had a bottle of champagne on him. I didn't even say anything like bad and he uh, uh, just uh, what, what, hauled, off? hauled off, and he was going to smash me over the head with this full <laughs> bottle of Dom Perignon. Would have killed you. What a waste! What a waste of Dom Perignon. Casey, just to put in perspective, Casey had suggested that they go all crockpot. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had it. I've, I've, I've had a chef take me into a walking refrigerator yeah. and and pummel me. Really? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, as you get older, you remember these things, and it. it when you grew up in the culinary world years ago, and, and you know, I'm a little older than you, but uh, it was brutal. You know, there's, there's no errors. God, you can't have errors. That's you, stress, you, man. You overcook a steak. Oh, my God. It's like World War Three. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not well, because there. their reputation uh, relies upon consistency and getting it right, right? So, But that's why I would never want to work in a Michelin-star restaurant. Yeah. It's just too much pressure. Too much, wow. too much pressure. There's a local female chef who talks about the way she was treated when she first started. You know, she owns her own restaurant and stuff now. Um, but she talks about how, like, how terrible it was. And I remember her telling me the story. And I was like, really? That happened? She was like, absolutely. And it's, I mean, cra- like, I, I couldn't believe it. I, there's no, I would have walked out of that kitchen in two freaking uh, seconds. But the thing is, Kathy loves to cook. And, and, you know, I, I'm really proud of, of the first female flyover. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah and, that was cool. And, which was amazing. But it's the same with, with females in every walk of life. They've had to put up with, you know, all this kind of stuff. 
you know, and finally we're, we're getting to the point because females are way smarter than men, Nick. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They are. Um, that we're finally getting to, to the point where it's okay to have a... I, I never forget, we were in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago. The first, <laughs> the first female F-15 pilot, she was 23 years old. It was unbelievable. I was like... You're 23 okay. and you're flying this thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Steve, what were you saying about Abu Dhabi? Well, there's a difference between the people of Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Uh, Dubai. Yeah. Uh, the people of Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why oh Nick was laughing God. when you said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, very good. You I just, you just made my that. day now. <laughs> CNN Never. yesterday, oh, President God. Steve today, and I'm laughing. You got that joke? <laughs> no, I got it. It didn't. It was not lost on me. <laughs> Casey's, to, Casey's doing this right now. <laughs> Let me ask you. can't help but love Casey. Uh, yes. I wanted to ask you because you went in. I wanted to ask how you got into the military. Uh, you were 15? Yeah. My, so how I was a happen? really bad kid. Okay. Um, I would go to school or think I would dress up in my school uniform, which came from goodwill, by the way. My, my parents were very poor. Uh, and my mother still is, by the way. My dad passed away about eight years ago. But I would go to school. She would catch the bus. I would wave. Yeah, okay. And then I would double back in the front door with a key and drink <gasps> my dad's beer. Okay. Oh. And oh so God. at 11 years old, I was drinking beer. McEwen's Ale. I'll never forget that. <laughs> wow. My dad had a stack of it. Um, Scottish beer. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so I bring some friends. And my mother one day called the house. And I picked the phone up like an idiot. Yeah. And oh. said, hello, the Irvine residence, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was my mother screaming. I won't tell you what you screamed, but you get oh, an yeah. idea. And she literally came home on the bus and took me down to the recruitment office. And wow. so at 15 with her yeah. signing off, yeah. you go in and then you go right into a culinary? No. I took a mass and English test, and this is for all the listeners. This is how dumb I am. Yeah. I got one being the highest, five being the lowest, mass and English. I got five, five, and the recruiter said, <laughs> the recruitment guy says, well, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> True as I sit here right now, yeah. I said, what is it? He said, well, you're in a Majesty's Royal Navy, and you're going to be a cook. And I went, whoa, you know, uh, great. Yeah. Uh, and I joined the Navy at my 16th birthday. And wow. before you know it, wow. you are... You are Cooking aboard the, the warship HMS HM, Well, I did HMS Apollo yeah. first, uh, HMS Andromeda, then the Royal Yacht. What what a what a trait! I mean, you had to be good enough to to cut the uh, what is it, the Britannia? Is that the Britannia? Yeah, right, which it's is now the, a museum, right, right. in Edinburgh. But uh, no, I don't think you have to be good enough. I think you had to have a clean background. Then once you got on there, you had to stay. You know, you had to be good enough to stay on there. So how about that? That again, talk, talk about a plan you would never put together in your mind. No. I think that's also a way uh, we talk about that level when you want to achieve success is leave your mind open to sort of the fluidity of life. Yeah, no, of, absolutely. You know? and, and, and look, the funny thing is, I, fi- I find this, and I tell Justin all the time, I get most of my business done over a bottle of tequila in a bar somewhere. I mean, the USO uh, dinner in, in D.C., I met two guys in, in tuxedos, bought them a drink, they thought, you know, they had top security clearance. They were actually working for Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and that's the true story. And, and I kept giving him tequila till the point that he said, I'm in Coca-Cola. Right? <laughs> and then we end up, you know, doing the, the NASCAR and, yeah. and whatnot. But I find that more more settings, you know, the golf, I don't play golf because it's, it's too long for me. I yeah. can't focus that much. But I find the more you're in an environment of food, 
and, and drink, you do more business. And food is hope. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I, I agree. It's those, they, they found out just it's, – it's funny the things that like – uh, they found out that um, with the, the remote Zoom meetings that they overall are less effective than in-person meetings, not because what's transpiring during the meeting, because of what transpires when the meeting adjourns and people are just sort of casually leaving and talking about things. Yeah. That's when a lot of business gets done, and, and Zoom was too final when you hit the disconnect button. So those moments, those moments where you can have a casual, yeah. or whether you're having a meal yeah. or whatever, do it, that does make I, a difference. It's amazing to me how, look, I said to Justin when we walked in, how the building, this building has changed since we were here last and how beautiful it is and the Acme Lounge and, yeah. and you yeah. know, we need people. We are, we're not meant to be separated. We need this interaction. Right. Nick, you go to Lansdale to my distillery yeah. and you drink with your, your friends, <laughs> right? But we need that. We actually yeah. need that interaction. So, uh, you know. And when things shut down uh, three years ago, that actually ended up helping out the business because people realized that they wanted booze. And, then, and so they were <laughs> well, able to order, order them. Uh, boardroom would drive up. We were giving away sanitizer. We made sanitizer. Yeah. So you bought a bottle yes. of thing, we give you sanitizer. I mean, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink the sanitizer, drink right. the booze. <laughs> yeah. So did you, do, did you read your own, own audio book? I did. Ah, I did. Right. Did I you actually, love it or hate that process? To, they asked me to... Um, to talk about it, you know, do the audio book. And I suck at reading. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one continuous sentence for me. There's no inflation. Right. So I did the first piece of it. Then I had another English guy come in and do it that's way cooler than I am. <laughs> okay, so you read, the, like, the forward. or Yeah, the, yeah all right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So, Robert, with this, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, your expertise is in the world of restaurateurs uh, and, well, you know, various uh, ventures. But um, is this for anybody who's looking to start a business, to run a business, to manage a team? This is anywhere from a 16-year-old uh, kid to a Fortune 500 CEO um, that's already running business. What do you want? It's also great for families. I think, you know, I I, I, uh, I have two girls, 24 and, and 22. One's a pediatric speech pathologist. One's here in Philly working for the, um, there you go, public defender. Okay, yeah, here, yeah right? see, the barrister. Um, and they read it. They've read it. Okay. And they've got things from it. So I think it's for everybody, right? Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. What are you giving me here to read? <laughs> oh, yeah. And Irvine's. You can get Irvine's vodka and gin at Fine Wine and Spirit Store. I mean, as I feel like an advert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Justin Leonard. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, so so with, with this, uh, you know, obviously you have your, your, live, your live show and, and your tour around with that. Uh, are you... Uh, do you go give business seminars? Do, I you, do. I just yeah. give... It's funny. I was in Ted Tampa. Talks. I was in Tampa a couple of weeks ago. With 100 CEOs of companies worth $27 billion in one room. Oof, wow. I couldn't believe that, that I'm sitting there talking to people that have already been successful. Right. But there are pieces that they miss, and that's what Overcoming Impossible is, is there for, is for them to read it. Is, um, is, the, is there a time, because you're overcoming impossible, removing impossible from your vocabulary, is there a time when accepting that something is impossible is a necessity? In other words, mm. like I think of people who have literally no singing capability whatsoever going on like a talent show or, you know, where, where, you, where you transcend, where you become self-delusional to the point of detriment. There is. Okay. There is. But I still believe that if, if I took uh, uh, Nick or Kathy or even you, Steve, if I took you to have singing lessons and trained your voice, I could make you a star. Okay. I, uh... <laughs> 
two people. Play, play the audio. <laughs> play the audio of our, our, of our river. I can't sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I very rarely cook unless it's with the military or on TV yeah. right now. But I can, I can tell you how to make money. Okay. Uh, you could probably teach me how to cook. That's probably something you could uh, teach me because I'm... That's easy. It's not. Well, I, I kind of see what Steve is getting at, and and uh, I do hear the people that say you know uh, anything is possible. Yeah. Not not really, but I mean you can you can strive for things and work hard for things and have success. Uh, it may not be exactly, exactly what you set out for in the mm-hmm. first place. You can continue to strive for right. success, but you have to be open to the fact that you might have to. Uh, take a, a, a fork in the road. It might uh, not be the, the exact configuration. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I say, but I say that in the book. It's like the book is to get you to the next level, wherever your level is. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm Kathy. You may not be able to cook like me, but I can't read. <laughs> I can't read uh, the traffic traffic like yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's an art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I be trained to do it? Yeah, but I can't get to where you are, and and you could get to where I am. No, I can't no. fly a plane. But I could be taught how to play. Right. You know, the, I think there's different levels of, of that question. Oh, yes. No, no I, I agree with that. I, I think, uh, yeah. No, okay, you answered my question. By the way, I didn't know you can't double a recipe. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I can't double, double it away. Lemon okay. coffee sheet pancakes. Yeah, come over to the house. I have 1,000 pancakes. Uh, why can't you double a recipe? You can't double he, all he, recipes. Uh, but you said it becomes uh, a, a are you new just waking formula. Up, Casey? I, yeah, a little bit. You just <laughs> dump stuff in a crock pot. And it's you should have had what I made for the Super Bowl party, and it was made in a crock pot, all right? So stop it with I'm a crock pot. A hey, I am not a hater of crock pot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reveal something to you, and let's see if this gets the thumbs up. It's just my wife and I for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so we have our our, our dinner. And she has taken to preparing the turkey in the crock pot. I'm okay with that. You're okay with yeah, that as long as it's whole. Yeah, it's whole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it acts the crock pot then acts like a. Um, Almost like an air fryer, steam fryer, like right. a convection oven. It comes out yeah. really good. Our latest has been uh, we got a sous vide uh, at home, so we've been cooking in that. Do you like oh. that? So when we go on, on trips with the military on planes uh, with the chairman or vice chairman or, or whatever, there's normally 60 or 80 people on the plane. Mm-hmm. I do everything in sous vide and we play. What is that? What? Yeah, yeah, what is no sous, sous vide is, is where you put food into a bag, seal it, and, and it's, it's cooked in a... Um, a, um, a body of water with a circulator. So the circulator, like a propeller, oh, and it's a fairly it, it low, moves, it, and it it's never a low goes temperature. over a certain temperature. So yeah. if you have salmon and you put it in at three fifty three degrees, it's never going over fifty. You can never overcook anything. Yeah, it's so like, it's like oh, the, we, we made chicken breast last night. I think it was um, uh, one hundred and forty five degrees yeah. was the temperature. I mean, you can literally put your hands in the yeah. water. It's not crazy hot, but you let it cook for about an hour, and it comes out. Insanely tender, perfect, perfect, ridiculously the same tender. and the diseases you can get are amazing oh, yeah. from undercooked chicken. <laughs> I'm with it, Steve. So that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> so you're saying that, that that's good enough to yeah yeah it's, oh, unbelievable. The... it's unbelievable. In fact, Disney hated it, and all Disney properties right now use it. Ah, there you go. So wow. you know, so okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's a big it thing. A sous vide, sous vide, sous vide. Ah, S O U S V I D E. I'll have to check into that. Interesting. Yeah. So that's been our latest, Casey. That'll be your next. Yeah. <laughs> then then the I won't give you grief. If you yeah. intervene, you are. You are <laughs> I know. We'll give you grief. Yeah, yeah, you will. If you at some point, when, when you're feeling like you, you've you've done everything you want to do, if you could do a, a, a cooking show, a, a, a crock pot cooking show with Casey as the host, 
That might be the guest great, host. Yeah, the guest it's host. Done. It's a done deal. <laughs> yeah, he'd have. It's like going. On, it's like going on QVC with Dave, right? You have yeah. sixteen different crockpots. Right, and you just run. Well, for me, it's it's it works because I don't really have. Like, you just chuck it in there and then you leave, right? And, like you don't have to do anything. See, that's else. the problem. Yeah. Right? Chuck it in and leave. <laughs> and then <laughs> those aren't technical. Those aren't technical. That's the thing. Cooking uh, terms. The are thing they? I made for the chuck Super Bowl. It. it took nine hours, right, to to cook, but like I don't know, twenty minutes to. to <laughs> you to just. You, I, I just seared a, ch- a chuck steak on either side, chucked it in the crock pot, threw some broth in there, and, and so you something. lied. Then it wasn't nine hours. It was nine hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you seared it for twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> but I felt like I only cooked for about twenty minutes, and then the rest I just. You know, every every hour or so, I would go in and like you know stir the crock pot a little bit. But man, it was delicious. And it's, I made what the you, you were talking about the bear. Yeah, what they're uh, eating at that restaurant. That's what I made. It's like Italian. Uh, their, sa- their sandwich that they were well, known for yep. in, the, in the show. Preston mentioned the menu. Have you seen? Yes. And you know, yeah. so so that that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they feel che- like Hannibal Lecter. It's <laughs> yeah. basically it. Yeah. The cheeseburger, though, has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of uh, attention yep. that there's, they serve. Uh, were you okay with that uh, with that uh, execution of the cheeseburger? Do you have a uh, uh, your own spin on the cheeseburger? The classic I, cheeseburger. I, I, the funny thing is, I'm not a big burger guy. Really? No. Uh-huh. I, I don't know why. It's just I think. Unless you grind the meat yourself and you know what's in it. I, you I, gave me a great tip one time, which was to add um, uh, uh, in a food processor bacon and a bacon, hot dog. Absolutely. And and that really brings out some serious because, flavor. Because the fat in it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. A different flavor. But I do the same thing with, with short rib and different things. I'm not a, you know, 80-20 Burger kind of guy. I want, okay. I want short rib. I want I want corned beef. I want something in it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, the book just came out this week. Uh, it is called uh, Overcoming Impossible. Uh, Robert Irvine is uh, doing the rounds. You see him all over on these big, you know, Good Morning America and stuff like that, and still has time to come by the old Preston and Steve show. Nice. Right? Books like this can make a difference. Yes, if, it if, can. You, if you feel a little directionless, listen to Robert and, and do. You, Live with each chapter for a little bit, correct? It's a really good book, guys. And by the way, I've done all the rounds... And you know, I came in today. It's like coming home. This is no. oh. media, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we love you. Thank you for being here, Robert. Good luck with everything, bud. And Nick, <laughs> don't forget to eat my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for our very first wedding presents, and uh, yeah. thanks for the kind Aww. words too. This is Liberty <laughs> Chef Robert Irvine. Thank you, Robert. Robert, Robert Irvine, guys. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band for two huge outdoor shows, August 16th and August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. And MMR lets you beat the box office each weekday with free tickets. Starting Monday, listen for the Daily Springsteen Grand Slam. Big Bruce hits played at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m at 8 p.m. If you know all four song titles and are the correct number caller the next morning, Preston and Steve, you'll win two free tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Hit up the contest page at WMMR.com for the VIP cheat sheets and an additional chance to win. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via phillies.com slash Springsteen. Springsteen's Grand Slam with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
Uh, I just want to reiterate what happened a few minutes ago. Uh, we shared the Abu Dhabi joke <laughs> with uh, Robert Irvine. That was one of my favorite parts of the morning. And, and he laughed. It's uh, yeah, it was yeah. Wonderful. Well, when, when, the second he said Abu Dhabi, oh, Nick, Nick and I laughing. We, we both like look at yeah. each other like I, I couldn't see Casey at that point. We, if we get a, a, a trike, all of us, uh-huh. you, you got to follow through on the Abu Dhabi joke. Abu Dhabi yeah. joke. What were you just saying about it? Well, yeah, Casey that? said it was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, Bizarre, pal. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by the Philadelphia Fishing Show. It's coming to the Expo Center in Oaks, February 17th through the 19th. You can get the best deals on all your fishing needs and more. You visit phillyfishingshow.com for the information. Uh, we'll start with a miraculous story. Uh, one, actually, that's uh, is crazy. This happened twice. This woman, a Syrian mother and her newborn baby, uh, are recovering after being rescued from the rubble of her earthquake hit home twice wow. in one week. Oh, my God. Dima was seven months pregnant when last Monday's earthquake caused part of her house to fall down. She suffered minor injuries and later gave birth to a boy, Adnan, at the hospital. They returned to the house only for it to collapse fully three days later while they were in it. Why were they let back in? I don't know. Adnan, I mean, they must have had nowhere else to go. I mean, they've, they've been devastated. Uh, Adnan was uh, brought back to the hospital by rescuers in critical condition, suffering from, from severe high dehydration and jaundice while Dima was treated for a serious lower limb injury. The baby is responding well to treatment, which is great. Uh, video footage showed Adnan sleeping peacefully inside an incubator with his wrist hooked up to a drip. Uh, the mom is doing a little bit better, too, but they uh, they uh, avoided disaster twice. Since those quakes, have you seen an uptake on the, the these commercials for these beds that are meant to be, uh, that protect you during a, an earthquake? Oh. So what happens okay. is, is that it senses the, the, the shaking. You, you, either a top comes down on you or you, you fall down into a compartment and in that compartment is water wow. and, 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 a, and, a, and a siren. And it's just crazy. Get oh. out of here. Yeah. We are watching this commercial for this. I've wow. never seen that, anything like that, that in my life. Crazy, right? But think about it. You, you yeah. and they're, they're designed to take the, the pressure of a lot of rubble on top. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right. And now we see, uh, did you see the next yeah. one? What? It was, it was uh, uh, <laughs> hmm. a... It showed for Nightmare on Elm Street a Freddy's <laughs> claw coming up <laughs> under the bed and pulling them down into it. It kind of looks like that. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me move on to some other stories. Uh, Flacco, the Freedom Mile, yes. is learning to live in the wild, according to devotees documenting his flight through Central Park. The Eurasian eagle owl, who escaped the Central Park Zoo earlier this month, has been hunting rats in the park. And uh, it's uh, easing fears that the animal zoo creature wouldn't be allowed to cut it in the big city. There are images of dead rats. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> but it's essentially up to me. Uh, there are images of dead rats and owl pellets to prove it. Uh, Twitter user Jacqueline. <laughs> I feel embarrassed, but I do crap that way, like little marbles, actually. Uh, UW- Delightful. Jacqueline UWS said uh, the uptown birder who captures uh, captured images of uh, Flacco's forest feast. I'm an uptown bird, but I've been living in a downtown world. The told followers the owl had hunted the rat and that it was not one of the dead rodent zoo officials had been using to lure uh, Fal- or no, it's Flacco. Yeah, Flacco, not Falco, uh, into the net. Uh, she said, this warms my heart. Uh, but the celebration was tempered. Putting on the rates. 
by the concern of New Yorkers familiar with the poisonous lengths the city will go to when it comes to killing its rodents. So they're hoping it doesn't get hold of a no, that's true. poison-filled that, rat. Yeah, that would be a big issue. <laughs> but they're saying that he's learning to scavenge for himself, which is uh, not something a zoo animal can usually do. So Owls are amazing predators. <laughs> if you ever see one up close, they're, yeah. and they're actually a little terrifying. Yeah. Uh, a woman accused of stabbing her date in a Las Vegas area hotel room in retaliation for a U.S. drone strike that killed an Iranian leader is on house arrest in Texas. But police said that they were never made aware that she has left home to make music and videos. What the hell is this story? I know, it's all over the place. So, so she, she stabs a guy on a date because of a drone strike? Yeah, this is stupid. A grand jury indicted uh, Nika Nikobin. On charges of attempted murder with the use of a deadly weapon. Now, please. Kathy, Kathy, you usually wait till the third or fourth date before you would stab someone, right? <laughs> no, well, I'm good on the first date. I'll <laughs> slice your neck. Uh, police <laughs> arrested Nicobin, a University of Texas at Dallas student, shortly after the stabbing at Sun Street Station. Nicobin and the male victim had met on let line on plenty of fish. <laughs> Uh, The duo then agreed to meet at a hotel, booking a room together. While in the room, the pair began engaging in sexual activity. When uh, Nicobin put a blindfold on the victim, police said, and then turned off the lights and several seconds later stabbed the victim in the neck like Mm, Kathy would have done. The way Kathy does it. Uh, Nicobin said that she wanted to get revenge for the drone strike, which killed Iranian military leader Qasem Soleimani in 2020. Dude, I work at a Wawa. Uh, during a hearing on Monday, police representative for the Texas University said that <laughs> they nor any department in the region knew that Nicobin was even on house arrest in their jurisdiction. And that sparked immediate concern for the That's safety make you feel safe. of the campus along with the community. Uh, they said, uh, we found out that there were no law enforcement agency knew that she was even under house arrest in our city or attending the university out there. Uh, But the police told the court that their department uh, became aware of the criminal charges when a reporter attempted to interview her about her singing career. Uh, When he Googled her, they found that the news articles about the attempted murder charge. (laughs) So it appears that... uh, She's got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. The agency monitoring Nicobin was only tracking her location, not checking to see if she potentially violated her curfew or other provisions. So she was out trying to get her singing Just career underway. stabbing some guys, having fun. Yeah, so they are now aware of what's going on, and uh, she is... Well, apparently she recently released a video for a, a song called Spaceman <laughs> under the name of Nika Baruge. Space people, by any I, chance? I, Might have been space I, people. I think that's it. Wait, wait a second. There we go. They come from space. That's her. Oh, they don't come from here. Very insightful. Space people. Okay. They are from... A different planet, space people. They're not of this earth. They're from outer space. It's insane that we know that song. All right, and there you go. That's it. We're done with the bizarre file. And now, Jen Frederick. 29. Let me just say, okay, Brooklyn, your new super fan. Yeah. The kid. Oh yeah! Oh, Thank you... God she's not listening to the killer. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, I don't want to go to college. Did you <laughs> hear? Did you hear her the other day? Yes, she was so sweet. I'm a Preston and Steve super fan. Uh, yes, yeah. you are. I am the Preston and Steve super fan. Well, you're very oh. very kind to say that. Um, more we... Steve than Preston, but we know this. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, she was more Preston than me, so he uh, balanced it out. Brooklyn um, likes you, me. Real quick, before I don't even know what we're talking about. You know that when I saw the man parade. A uh-huh. week ago, tomorrow, yeah, and I didn't know that it was Casey and Jackie. 
Yeah, I came oh, home you know, oh, that's I, right. I, yes. I knew they were coming. You know, I knew that Anthony Gargano was on his way, blah, 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 blah. The, I'm you're, like, you're talking about it was it's media row in, in, radio in the Phoenix. Yeah. So there's like literally Boomer Esiason on one yeah. side, Kay Adams, the TikTok from I don't know where, Japan. Yeah. yeah they're all over the place. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, these three idiots, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, it was the end of our week. You know, we'd gone to the, the car party t- too late the night before. So I was hanging on the thread. I'm like, thank God there's some idiots from Philly. <laughs> yes. and, right? Casey really walked idiots. by. And I'm like, oh, that's some idiot. He's got on the nacho mask, whatever he's doing. And then I'm like, oh, there's this mummer guy. And I'm like, hey, mummer guy. And then I looked at Jackie's face and I'm like, oh my God, it's Jackie. And then I was like, you had no oh, idea. Partner, like, I'm like, that's, what's his name? Casey. It was. I, I, I had, and then I'm like, That's Kyle, so you're the one in the back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, they, and then you know that, like, I put it, they were on Las Vegas TV, yeah. And, yeah. and it was, so that was the highlight. Yes. How long were you in Arizona? Too long. I was yeah. there Monday through Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we found we got on a helicopter, we went, Ooh. we got on a jet. It's, it's beautiful out there, it really is. It it's, is yeah. gorgeous out yeah. there. There's no water, though. Yeah. Like, you might like that. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I drink a lot of water. No, so no, no, I, no, no, to look out. Like, oh. I, I need like a, oh, I need a river, an ocean, a lake, a something, lake. Yeah. something yeah. right? Yeah. Fine, you right. gotta do a little digging. No, but it, it is beautiful terrain. But I mean, yeah. I, I, we were kind of conjecturing that. Going out that far in advance, you kind of run out of stuff. You sure as heck do. That's why I was happy when these guys came. Literally, a je- I had a private jet on Monday, yeah. wow. private helicopter on Tuesday. I met up with Kurt Warner, the oh, quarterback, yeah. in the helicopter parking lot because that's where people hang out. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Kurt yeah. and I, you know, like, hey, buddy, remember? Fa-? And you know, his kid is a, qu- a quarterback at Temple. Oh, yes. wow. yeah, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't exactly. Know that. I bring the trivia. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yeah, so it was so funny. But, yeah, at the end of the week, I'm like, can I just walk up one of those dusty hills, please? Can I do a hike? Can I do a hike, please? Can I can hike somewhere. Um, but by the end of the week, to your point, yeah. we were like, a, a party would be nice. Um, right. A, a, a Casey yeah. sighting, something. Yeah. It, it, it's too it's too much. Well, what was the, the private jet? What was that all about? So there's this company. It's called uh, SetJet. And they basically, you pay like $99 a year. Kathy's nodding. I she wants it. in. Yeah. I know what it you, is. It's kind of, they're trying to make it a thing. $99 a year and then... It's a private jet. It's like a ride share, basically, And then right? you get, for 700 bucks a seat, you can go wherever. Yeah. So, of course, I look at the guy. He's talking aeronautics. I know a little bit about aeronautics. And I'm like, are you like an aeronautics guy and an entrepreneur? Because you got to have money to do this, right? Yeah. And he goes, I sure am. I go, where'd you get your money? Taser. Him and his brother started Taser. <laughs> the Wait, company? No. The Taser? Yeah. You know, the, yeah, the Taser? The Don't tase minute. me, bro. Yeah. They invented the taser. They they marketed it to the cops. Right. Okay. And you know, what? every bad TV reporter, sorry if people did it in this market before I was here, they got tased, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, so you know you're responsible for like all these like cute girls getting tased. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was like, I know it wasn't my idea, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that. And then the helicopter thing uh. was, again, you know, Caterpillar, like construction equipment. Yeah. Yes. Some dude had like the plan B of that, sold his whatever this is for a billion dollars to Caterpillar and bought this resort that you need a helicopter to get to. What was, did, what was that like? That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I ran into Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know this. You guys know I'm psycho. So we're on our way back, and I say, and Carl, the pilot, was a Chiefs fan, so of course yeah. I'm messing with him the whole time. So on the way back, he lets me, you know, fly the plane, the helicopter for a little bit. Not like, but I definitely, it was only me with my hands on Right, the, you just so. did the landing. Yeah. <laughs> no, so when I'm like... Mm-hmm. I go, so, you know, weather's really good. You know, what do you think went wrong with Kobe? And the and the camera guy, Pete Santo, in the back was like, Jen, not now. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just, uh, okay, we're done. But that, <laughs> You're trying to find cool. out what, what precipitated the, <laughs> the, the, the crash. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has oh an God. insight. But yeah. um, we were able, okay, so we were able to fly over that. I was calling it the trash open, the waste management yes. golf yeah. thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, okay, <laughs> kids. 
gather in. You know how they're like, it's the craziest thing we've ever seen. Like, Tuesday on Broad Street is way wilder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for a golf event, it was yeah. wild, right? Yes. So anyway, we fly over that, the 16th hole, wow. very loud, all that. Then the guy's like, you want to see where the real rich people live? I'm like, I sure do. Yeah. Some dude, and they think it might be a baseball player, okay. in his backyard has a field of dreams. So again... As you know, climate. Dusty, 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 right, no right. water. And then this lush yeah. does he Does he have corn, just for effect, around it? It, it doesn't have corn, but okay. he has, like, stadium seating. There's, oh. like, a little snack bar. Wow. And, and the, the pilot was That's funny. Awesome. He goes, at some point, I'm going to get a call from whoever it is, because I buzz people over this thing twice a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's using up all that water, so it's a, yeah. it's a trade-off. Yeah. No, yeah. literally, it was... That's me in the helicopter. There we go. We're watching on the screen here in the studio. How did you guys get that? We're we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Your social media? Yeah, maybe your Instagram account. (laughs) Because you know I was putting that up. Again, (laughs) waving again. But yeah, I did fly it for a little bit, and that was super fun. Is there footage of the the baseball guy's um, Uh, uh, backyard? No, because I was busy going, oh, that's what that is. (laughs) Um, So you flew to that resort. Did you get to stay there at all, or was it it just a quick trip in and out? I had to get back. Look, there's water. Um, But yeah, we flew out there. (laughs) They they have, look at that. Doesn't it look like Hawaii? That's this rich guy. By the way, whoever is selling Caterpillar or whatever that construction equipment is, keep going. Is it Caterpillar? He sold the competitor. Okay. He sold, like, you know, like, I'm not in business, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But whatever the competitor was to Caterpillar, he sold that to Caterpillar. So now there's no competitor. Right. Uh, That's that's how you become number one. I'll sell whatever you want to get that. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, lake. Yeah. But you should keep up with your uh, snack reviews. Is there any new snacks at Wawa we should Jared is in the building. Okay. Okay, so you know when we're driving, we have to find our favorite one. You know, we give it a zero to ten. Yeah. You know. Number 10 is, um, we've got two 10s, Jared. We have the jalapeno chips from hers. Yeah, oh. those are the ones. Hers is a home. They're good. Yeah. Number two is the sour cream and cheddar ruffles. Yeah. I will tell you what, what uh, in the hers family, what what I literally have to just, I can't even look at them because I will uh, uh, OD on them. They're cheese balls. <laughs> hers cheese yes. balls. And I eat them with a, a steak knife. Nodding. He's yeah. getting the mic in because right. he really wants to get into it. Yeah. Because you get you get irretrievably orange hands. Yes. And so you you poke them in. But they're they're so good. So are on any of these chips? Are they are they dangerous when they get in your mouth? I mean, will you, will we, you just we, stop? We rub them on our jeans. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's sanitary. It's where it's going to go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we do, like, the finger test and all of it. Hey, do you have a question, Casey? I'm, I'm going to wait for you to finish your sentence. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, we do that test. But, really, it's, it's just about taste. Some of those things, remember when they came up the thing, it's like it tastes like a cheesesteak, it tastes like a whatever. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't. Eh, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you have not tried this yet, the chocolate chip cookies at Wawa are... Mm. Chef's kiss, I'm really, really, oh, really you good. Can get oh, them are you crunchy my, or are you chewy? I'm, I like I like soft. Okay, my yeah. son found Listen out to his and, and relayed this to Casey that you can order them to be warmed up for you as well. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. kind yeah. of a bougie son are you raising <laughs> out there in the suburbs? <laughs> the the find warm chocolate chip. Cookies. Let me tell you something. If you, you know that on the Entman's box, Entman's the small chocolate chip cookies, they give microwave instructions because the cultivated few know mm-hmm. that the cookies are best served warm. Okay, I'm huh? in. I'm All totally right. in. Now, listen, I don't know how much more time we have to talk, but I want this you to This is only the first hour. Okay, yeah. good. I have, I have invited myself to the Cardboard Classic. Oh, oh good. Okay. And, you, um, you, you've, you're kind of a, uh, an expert out there, right? I, here, I just told Chef Irvine, I'm like, the pictures on social media do not do it justice. Yeah. It's crazier. You know, I, I believe that. I, I call it like I see it, yeah, right? The, the Cardboard Classic you're but, talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, everything else I lie about. But anyway, no. <laughs> I will say this. Montage, the mountain, I'm a super fan. Um, we go there with our kids. We go there all the time. I was showing Marissa video. You know what... Um, you know what pond skimming is at yes. the end of the season? Yeah, they're going to do, do it. The, the next day, day. The yeah. day after, yes. That's, my mom friend did that last year. We wore those rainbow jumpsuits. You've seen us on TV. Right. So basically, or on Instagram, she was like, here's what we're doing. And she was a ski racer in high school. She goes, here's what we're doing. I'm going to strip down in my sports bra and my yoga pants and my ski boots. Yeah, I know. I'm mom. mom. <laughs> she goes okay. down. She gets. She's in water. Can't even breathe because of the ice or whatever. And then goes into the lodge. Obviously takes off her under things and puts on the onesie and is walking around like a boss. Oh, my God. I will say Montage. I loved Jack Frost. That was amazing. I think Montage is going to be a better location. Well, we're right. super excited. Because, because you drive straight in. There's no windy, windy road. Right. Okay. For uh, Marissa and I were talking. You know, there's like four or five like $100 Marriott properties. That's the one. Um, Marriott properties, like right at the top of the thing. So okay. you can come in Thursday night, spend the night. And the skiing's great. They have a super steepy, and they have baby hills, depending on where you want to be. Oh, oh, that's what they call the super steepy. Super steepy. They use different yeah. language there. Hold on. Wait. Uh, do you have to be, like, accepted into the mom group matching one piece no, no suit to just, go on these trips? No, you don't. What? You just go to, you got to order strong, though. It's can, Kathy, can Kathy be a part I, of it? Like, I wanna we be would like her to be a part of it. Fourth in this picture. Uh-huh. These yeah. matching suits are amazing. I love them, too. Yep. I you, want one of those You as can well. get one. I'll bring one. So so we are thrilled about Montage because they're bringing... There's a whole bunch of just concerts and all this other yeah. stuff. Fireworks, as you talked about, the pond skimming or whatever they call it. All of that stuff is really cool. So we're thinking, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've been able to do the Cardboard Classic. And they were coming back with basically 2.0, the next, the I, next generation. I couldn't agree more. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, remember how, like, back in the day, day, three years ago? Yeah. You had, like, the, the going down the hill was separate from the ski hill. Yes. This is like an all-in-one situation. Okay. So, again, if families want to go, like, the, I, I think it'll be set up for you guys to watch it. Oh, awesome. Love it. Enjoy it. And, uh, I, again, I invited you, myself. You'll be there. No, we want you there. I am the super yeah. fan. All right. Excellent. That's fantastic. Because we have yet to, while we've been planning all this, uh, we, we haven't had somebody like you who's been there enough times ago. This will work It's going to be I've amazing. It. Now we're extra excited. Fantastic. Yay! Oh, uh, yay! Wonderful. And it's coming up quickly, man. It's going to be here uh, March 3rd. And Nick has a pre-party uh, tomorrow night, by the way, which uh, he's going to be giving away. He's going to be at McGurk's from 8 to 10 p.m. tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> and while he's there, a VI, he's going to give away a VIP weekend. You That's where you lost your virginity. I don't, I don't know really what my role is here. I was, uh, I was taking myself out. But when you mentioned McGurk's, you're like, I'm Yes, sir. Uh, well, we're giving away a VIP weekend for the, the Cardboard Classic. Uh, and you end up getting uh, the two nights in a hotel, oh uh, Midland tent rental for both days at Montage, nice. VIP viewing access for the Cardboard Classic, all and all three concerts for Everclear, Lit, and Fuel, plus all-day lift tickets with rentals, snow tubing passes, and merch. You could win this with Nick tomorrow night Come at McGurk's. Thank you. Now listen, the Midland tent rental, you're underselling that. It's a yurt with your own, like, golf event potties. Really? Private potties. Wait, what's a yurt? A yurt is like a little tent tent. out in the world. Yeah. And here's the other thing. They have little fire pits right outside because they are plastic, so you can't have them inside. Mm -hmm. They have dudes that come up with these, like, flame torches with, like... What, like propane, right, Jared? And the, and they like if you're like, oh, it's not really fiery enough for me, <gasps> and they make it turn into this whole like raging inferno. But it's out in the world, so That's it's awesome. safeish. That's yeah. so pretty cool. And and again, the other thing, Nick, like you'll meet like see these people. Like if you don't want to talk to your friends, you're like, I gotta go in my yurt 
or Midland wow. Tent. Right. You so you can it. get your yurt at McGurk's. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I need you to be my hype person oh for tomorrow God. night. Right there. I am your hype person. You All guys right. are awesome. No, we, we are thrilled that you, you actually stoked us even more, and we thought we couldn't even exceed where we were before. <laughs> Yurts at McGurk's. Yurts uh, at McGurk's. And also, Nick's giving away lip tickets every, every 15 minutes as You're well. Such a McGurk. Yeah, <laughs> which so is good for admission to the Mountain Fest uh, concerts as well. And Marna. that's all I'm going to say okay. about, about <laughs> that. Yeah. I can't get in a word edgewise here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's wonderful to see you, and we will see you on the 3rd. All right, we have you. Jerry Frederick, guys, Fox 29. Oh, we're very excited All right, with that, we do need to break. We're going to come back and... Lesson question, trash, and music news. I'm exhausted over here, Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Riding the cusp of the weekend, our Word of the Week prize will be given away tomorrow. Dave Matthews Band. A couple of shows that you could end up. And then on Monday, we start this big Bruce Springsteen promotion opportunity to get tickets to that and one of those two nights uh, this summer at Citizens Bank Park. You know what? I'll get some more of the details uh, coming up in music news when we do that. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to give away something uh, via the lesson question. And we have a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia fishing show that you could win. And the question we will ask from earlier this morning is, Andy Taylor and John Taylor of Duran Duran are not brothers, but they do share which actress as their mother, even though they're not brothers. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? 215-263-WMMR. John Taylor and Andy Taylor of Duran Duran are not brothers, but they do share a, the same mother. Who is that? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning it is brought to you by uh, Dilling uh, HVAC. Trust Dilling for service at second to none. A free heater tune-up or 10% off water heaters. And you can ask about their 0% financing offers. Schedule at DillingHVAC.com. A higher degree of trust and dependability. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Tom Brady, appearing on a recent podcast, said he believes that Janet Jackson's notorious halftime nipple slip was good publicity for the NFL. In fact, Brady says he plans on doing his first play-by-play for Fox Sports with his left nut hanging out. Hey! Chicago men and Chicago PD shocking fans with the exiting of five characters across both shows. Many believe the big shakeup is to promote the new series, Chicago Unemployment. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, this is pretty cool. Tyler Perry is paying the increased property taxes of seniors with homes near his hugely successful movie studio in Atlanta. Perry says he ends up winning because the seniors do all his yard work and he pays them in cat food. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood track. All right, we're looking for an answer to this question. Uh, It's Andy Taylor and John Taylor. Duran Duran are not brothers, but they do have the same mother. Who is that? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Dave and see if he knows. Uh, Dave, good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Dave! We're wonderful, Dave. All right, so who is, even though they're not brothers, uh, Andy Taylor and John Taylor's mother? But the beautiful Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth yeah! Taylor. Very well done, sir. Dave, you got yourself four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show. Excuse me, coming to the Expo Center in Oaks 
Uh, this weekend, 17th through the 19th, you can get uh, the best deals on all of your fishing needs, boats, RVs, more. Uh, check out the 5,000-gallon aquarium full of fre- local freshwater game fish and stop by the trout fishing pond. Trout. Trout. <laughs> on site. And uh, tickets and information at Philly Fishing Show. Dot com And we're going to do, oh, you know what, real quick before we do music news, um, we have a new Daily Rush video that's out. Uh, the title of it is called Daddy Likey Farty in Face. <laughs> and we're pretty sure Chuck Berry and Roger Ailes hung out and talked about farting in their faces a lot. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush and see this video and any other that you've missed out on. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with this. Uh, In an interview with Apple Music, Coldplay's Chris Martin spoke about Rihanna's talent, and he said, you'd have to be an idiot not to recognize that she's the best singer of all time. Uh, (laughs) Somebody was drunk. Somebody was drunk. Chris Martin. I'm surprised that he would make a bit of an overstatement like that. She's a talented singer, very successful, and, you know. She was on the the record two records ago? Yes. Yeah, okay. Better than um, Aretha Franklin? Uh, That's what I'm saying. Better than Whitney Houston? He says of all time. Maria Callas? Uh, Martin has performed with her a few times, but says that he doesn't know her very well and that he was speaking mainly as a fan. Uh, So I'm just trying to get into her pants. Uh, Coldplay worked with uh, Rihanna on her track uh, Love on the Brain and then in 2011 for their album Milo Xiloto on the song Princess of China. Uh, I, 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 she definitely has a good voice and she's a yeah, good I entertainer. Like there we go. Not the greatest ah! singer of all time. Not, out of it. not even close. Uh, head of the big game performance, Martin said, I think she could just walk out in sweatpants and sing and that would be just great. So uh, he's a fan. Slipknot's Corey Taylor has announced that he is going on tour in May. His wife's burlesque troupe, The Cherry Bombs, will serve as an opening act, and the tour is going to kick off in our general area. Uh, he's going to be playing Reading oh, at the Sanantar uh, Arena. Okay. Uh, and that's that's a good be... uh, venue, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, that's going to be on May 2nd, by the way. So don't know any other dates uh, that he'll be hitting as of yet, but we'll see if any more arise. Uh, once again, Metallica is stepping up to the plate with their charitable donations. The band announced their All Within My Hands Foundation has donated $250,000 uh, for Turkey earthquake relief. Uh, the band said we're at a loss of words to describe the devastation in southern Turkey and northern Syria. The 7.8 magnitude uh, earthquake has reduced the entire region to rubble. The death toll continues to rise, tragically exceeding 36,000 lives. Yeah. Um, so he said uh, they said two of the, our partners' organizations... I uh, have boots on the ground providing medical aid and food to the victims of this disaster, and they're providing uh, this money. So, good. remember when the first numbers came out? It said maybe fifteen hundred people. Yeah. Now we're yeah many thousands <laughs> more. Yeah, it goes way up. Yep. All right, and then finally, uh, this will start on Monday. Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band, coming back to town. Two shows, Citizens Bank Park this summer. It's going to be August sixteenth and August eighteenth. And MMR is giving away free tickets every weekday starting on Monday. So here's what you have to do. Starting on Monday, uh, you have to listen for a featured Bruce song at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. Keep track of all four song titles and then be the correct caller at 8 a.m. the next morning uh, with those titles uh, on our show. And you got a shot at winning. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, and listen, if you can't listen around the clock, there is a way for you to dial in. We have a cheat sheet available. Oh, kind of devious, huh? You go to WMMR.com for details, and there's another chance to win there as well. Tickets go on sale, by the way, Tuesday the 28th at 10 a.m. via phillies.com slash Springsteen. So that gets started on Monday. So we'll remind you of that tomorrow, too, just so you're aware of it all. That's all I have in music news. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second and end the program for the day. Get ready for a No Sad Bro Friday. Come back in a sec. Stay with us. MMR rocks. Dave Matthews Band. Wow, would you say? Friday and Saturday, July 21st and 22nd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. But you can beat the box office with MMR. Pierre's got tickets for the Saturday DMB show. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize? A pair of seats for night one and pit tickets for night two. Details at WMMR.com. Dave Matthews Band and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thursday morning, our show is coming to an end. Uh, today has been a lot of fun. Really yes. enjoy, really enjoyed having uh, our buddy Robert Irvine here this morning. Uh, great conversation. He's got a book uh, out that's about, you know, uh, being... Well, uh, being a successful business operator or team manager or anything along those lines. Is there something applicable to anyone who wants to achieve a certain level of success? Yeah. So it is called uh, Overcoming Impossible. And uh, he loves coming by here. He yes. Has, he, has, he has a great time. I mean, he, he did all the big shows yeah. in New York. And he, yeah. you know, he he loved, He said he enjoyed this. He said it felt like coming home. Yeah. Coming here to the President's Chief Did Good Morning America yesterday. Had more fun on the President's Chief Show. A bunch of pricks. How about <laughs> Yeah. Jerks. Did he say that? Yeah. yeah. He said uh, Stephanopoulos called him a seesaw. <laughs> what? <laughs> I must have stepped out yeah. when he said that. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> um, but it was great having him on. And then, surprise guest, Jen Frederick of uh, yeah. Fox 29 stopped by. And she was giving us a glowing review of uh, Montage Mountain and oh. thinks that this is going to be the perfect place to do nice. the cardboard class. I think I'm going to want to yurt up a, a storm, I, right? I know. Can we get yurts? Uh, maybe maybe a, a show yurt. Yeah, yeah, show yurt. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna eat my yogurt in my yurt. <laughs> yep. uh, so that's coming up on uh, March 3rd. It's uh, it's actually two weeks from tomorrow. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear is correct. Yeah. Are you? You're gonna be there, right? No, I'm not. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's no, too bad. I'm, I'm kidding. Of oh, I was like, what? Be. Okay. That would have been a, a bummer. No, you got to be there. there. Yeah, I've got to be there. Yeah. Um. What was up with Jen? What's she on? <laughs> That's her deal. Yeah. That's her. Is she yeah. uh, like she doing some uh, adrenaline or some? <laughs> She's no. always like ADD that. medication. Her nickname is Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. No, she's always up. She's always up. I mean, she puts a W back in Wired. Yeah. Use <laughs> <laughs> a blood transfusion from her about now, and yeah. she'll be there at Cardboard Classic. Wow. So. I won't need any coffee. No, you will not, sir. <laughs> right. Tap right into her. Okay. All right. Letter of the day. Yo. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the President and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, did you just look at the letter? The yeah, words? yeah. You uh, should have been here yesterday. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Always a way to get back at me, huh? Uh, a as in adept. Uh, yes. A. All right, All right. The letter is A as in adept. <laughs> uh, and we're going to give away a Dave Matthews band. 
double shot. Pair of reserve seats for Friday, July 21st, and a pair of pit tickets for Saturday, July 22nd. Both Dave Matthews Band shows are at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, and they go on sale tomorrow. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. So get ready to get those. I'm going to keep you on your toes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or on my face. <laughs> one or the other. I remember when I screwed up one time. I forget. I was giving the letter case, and it, and, and it was it was CN. Oh. And so we made the word of the week CNBC. No, MSNBC. <laughs> MSNBC. MSNBC. <laughs> That's good. That, that works. Yeah. You got to know how to pivot. Yeah. Uh, what's happening today? Well, we'll have, um, let's see, uh, home and garden tickets to give away. We've got Dave Matthews tickets for Saturday. Uh, the prize of the week for the, whatever this word's going to be, um, <laughs> is going to be you have regular tickets on Friday and pit tickets on Saturday, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. I have regular tickets for Saturday, but that's pretty sweet, too. We have workforce blocks of uh, Dire Straits uh, in honor of Ghost going on sale tomorrow. We'll get a block of Ghost and a block of Zeppelin today. All right. Enjoy, friends. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, today's program has been brought to you by Duncan. The President of Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Some more on the program. Good stuff happening. Uh, we're going to have um, comedian Ben Bailey, used to be the host of Cash Cab. Yeah. show we always dug, and he's going to be in town. And we'll have on the program together Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Wow. And Shirley Manson of Garbage will be joining us. Wow. Excellent. Isn't that cool? So that's going to be a fun that's show. cool. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Three, three. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the ba 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 ba